Hoffman, the Drew and Mike show, rolling from the deals in the D.com studios. For the Monday show, Eli will be with us, hit, hit on some sports, lots to go with today. And Jim Bentley in for Mark, who's on some kind of a family affair. Lila, shut up, don't start. Don't you start with me. Get her on my lap, calm her down for a bit. And uh, the show is presented by Hall Financial. Mortgage interest rates are the lowest they've been in over five months. The majority of Hall Financial clients are locking in rates in the fives. Use the equity in your home to put yourself in a better financial situation. It's a great way to eliminate debt in the most affordable. Just takes a five-minute mortgage review with Hall Financial to see how much money you've gained in home equity. So you can get cash fast, a couple weeks. Call Hall Financial. We only ask that you call them first if you need a mortgage or a refi. Dial 866-CALL-HALL or chat with them online at Call Hall first. And we'll get to Eli in a second. Uh, I just want to mention we'll have our clip of the day. Or Ted Williams, clip of the day. <laughs> People are loving Ted Williams. Also, we're going to share, uh, hopefully, a relatively uh, robust collection of some no-homo instances when the whole no-homo thing was big. I, you know, I, Why did I miss the no-homo thing? I don't... It kind of came and went. I don't know. I, I would say, what, mid-2000s? Was it was it really yeah. hot? 2010 to, to late 2014, maybe? These guys just say it like it's the most normal thing coming out of their mouth. I mean, they're trying to say it, it sounds like. Like <laughs> they think it's like funny? It was big in the basketball culture. Well, we, yeah. asked, we asked for, you know, instances where it was used, and uh, I want to say that 80% of the times that people sent them in, they were all from basketball interviews. There's <laughs> <laughs> a Kevin Hart one, too. There's a Kevin Hart tweet where he says... No homo. I'm getting ready to get into the cockpit uh, on this flight to, to check out the pilot or something. But he has to say no homo up front. And I think Kevin Hart thinks it's really funny. Cock? Yeah. That might have been one of the things he apologized for. He's, he's, uh, he did. He's apologized for many of his tweets. He, don't anybody uh, demand an apology out of him. He already did apologize for that. And for, I think he said he beat the shit out of his kid if he was gay. Oh. Didn't he say that at one time? Mm. Or he Hit him? I don't know. It's not nice. Break his G.I. Jover's head? I, something like that. Anyway, um, yeah, so we've got the, the the new No Homo collection. And, oh, yeah, we got to talk balloons, too. I, you know, we were all over the bottle cap brigade on Thursday when it turns out that an F-22 shot a $400,000 missile at the button cap balloon brigade's hobby balloon that they were flying uh, on the west coast of Alaska. It's a $13 balloon, actually. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, did have some transmitting equipment that was worth about 200 bucks, but it's it sounds like it's their balloon that we shot down. I don't know what's going on, but uh, they are really tight-lipped. We have somebody who might talk to us. We're going to give it a shot. Uh, Zot's newest location is Zot I-96 Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram in New Hudson. they got a few things that are tough to find these days. First of all, they make buying and leasing simple, fun, fast, and easy. Also, the new Hudson dealership has one of the highest Google ratings in Detroit, 4.8. That is very high for a dealership. Three, and our favorite, is Zod has one of the largest inventories in the D. More Jeeps and Rams to pick from than uh, almost anyone else in the city. Uh, what else? Studio sponsors at Zot are leasing a new 22 Jeep Compass as low as $2.98 a month. You can also lease a new 22 Jeep Grand Cherokee as low as $3.97 a month. So if you're looking for a new or pre-loved Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, or Ram, check out our studio sponsors at Zot's new i 96 dealership in New Hudson, and be sure to tell them Drew and Mike sent you. And, of course, always look for their sensational deals and stupendous inventory at dealsinthed.com. And let's uh, get going with Eli here. 
Dr. Yaldo presents Say It My Way, an Eli Zaret production. Well, yeah. We are really going deep into the I songs. What is that? Judas Priest, baby! <laughs> Priest, all right. Ah, uh, boy, I don't know where to start with Eli. I guess Michigan, Michigan State, because uh, it was just played Saturday night, and of course it was yeah. the emotional return for a lot of Spartan fans. Uh, anyway, I'm sure you watched it. Oh, yes. I was, um, you know, ultimately I thought it was overdone, but these days everything is overdone. I, I would uh, agree. So when you have an idea and a theme, you just it's just blown out. Um, but it was, I tell you, in this era of heightened animosity. It was between nice. Between the programs with, with like tunnel assaults and and felony felony convictions and and misdemeanor plea bargains to see the Michigan band playing the Sparty fight really song nice. to, to see to see uh, the kids at Chrysler Arena with their May shirts reading Spartan Strong on them to see Ward Manuel with a Spartan pin on and yet and of course Gus Johnson who who we like and Jimmy Jackson with their endless platitudes was was <laughs> repetitious. Of it was almost but, better than the game. <laughs> what a great game. God, what a great game. You, you know, what, but, but you know I want to say something about the Michigan basketball, Michigan-Michigan State. I enjoy the basketball rivalry better than the football rivalry. The football rivalry has really, I'm sour on it. I just don't like it. It's so annoying. People are so butthurt by the games. Basketball well, think, just seems like it's better. There's more credit given to the winner. There's not so much. It's just not so nasty. I don't know why. I, th- I think Izzo kind of adds a, a little classy uh, uh, angle True. to it. John Beeline was a classy he guy. Was. And You're right. Juwan Howard tries to be a classy guy, but falls short. <laughs> so I don't know about uh, Hunter Dickinson all the time either. Uh, why do they let that? A- why does that asshole do all this stuff? He's such a dick. He didn't say anything well, last did, night. No, he didn't last night. But I mean, he's ripped. What, Wisconsin, he called scumbags, and Michigan yep, right. State, you only go there if you can't get into Michigan, and he loses all the games of the teams <laughs> no. he's ripping. No. Until last night, he actually won a game. So, well, but I, well, I think he's an asshole. Uh, to, to, the, to the whole aura, and with the, the, the theme of what happened to Michigan State was, was throughout the game, but they never mention, obviously by design, not a single mention of what the oft-referred-to tragedy actually was. No mention of gun control, no mention of murder, no mention of what of what happened, just that three were dead. I suppose that's to keep politics out of it and just show some type of, you know, uh, unity between the schools, but it was, um, uh, you know, interesting and, and 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 endless unfortunately but but still you got to give michigan credit and and everybody credit for 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 saying that the game is separate the competition is separate what happened at your school could happen in our school and all and all the sympathy what, what's more interesting about college basketball is there's just no dominant teams anymore because all the good players go pro so michigan i mean think of it, michigan lost their three best players last year fritz wagner uh uh diabate and houston all went pro and so they got 10 new players. They're just starting to come around maybe right now. But who are they? This is what's weird. This is what's weird about college basketball is 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 the, the number one team loses all the time because you can't build a team because the good the, the good players are on the NBA. Yeah, it's a lot harder. You used to Tom Izzo always seemed to have that four-year guy that sort of was the leader right. of the team. Um you know, he had the, the Draymond types who would leave sooner, but he always seemed to have somebody who was sort of anchored some of those great final yeah. four teams. Hey, I want to ask you something. Uh, I don't want to be stuck on Hunter Dickinson, but please tell me he's going to the NBA this year. I can't stand this guy. He's this has to be his last year, right? 
Well, he's, he's, he's a junior this year. I don't see him as an NBA player right now. I mean, if, if he can't score against uh, Mati Sosso, if well, he can't... If he's he averaging can't, 17 uh, points. Yeah, but, but, but when they need him, it doesn't seem like he's really there, and he's very, and he's very spotty. But I'm sure he'll go to, to some degree. He'll, he'll either go to Europe, he'll go to the G League and work his way up. He may, he may sit on the bench for an NBA team, but I don't think he's really developed... From his junior, from his freshman year to his junior year, the way people thought he would, because he was a monster his freshman yeah. year. He seems like he's kind of the same guy now. Well, he's but. grown in in assholishness. He's definitely grown. <laughs> do, do Michigan? <laughs> I, I gotta ask you: Do Michigan fans love him? I don't know. I think so because <laughs> you uh, like him, Eli. Sure, they do. Listen, did, did Piston? Here, 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 I'll answer that question this with, with a question: Did Piston fans love Bill Lane beer? Yep. And you can't come close. Hunter Dickinson could try every day and would not be half the asshole Bill Lane Beer was. So there's no way that, that that Michigan fans don't love him because he's their guy. He's their asshole. You only go to Michigan State if you don't get into Michigan. But Lane Beer won some championships. Do Michigan fans like him going on podcasts and saying stupid <laughs> things like making, you know, comparing Izzo to Hitler? I know he didn't say it. In well, fact, I think stupid, he apologized yeah. for it. But calling Wisconsin scumbags and do Michigan yeah, fans like that? It's not the it's not the classiness we'd like to see from our esteemed Harvard. Yeah, it on just the seems Huron. like Michigan's the last place that would like that stuff. Yeah, it's sports though, which is a whole different world, as you know. Um, speaking, <laughs> yeah, I get it. it's twenty twenty three. What am I thinking? You know, at least, at least we can. I, I thought we could start this show by saying, or after the Michigan Michigan State story, that we can't escape football. Finally, we think it's over, but it isn't. We've got Travis Kelsey now is going to host Saturday Night oh. Live. Oh. <laughs> I know. Oh. I grew up to it. I heard that. Oh, uh, if they don't make fun of Jackson Mahomes in some way, I'm going to be living. I don't, I don't think they will. They're not going to trash Jackson Mahomes or the stupid fiance. That's why it's not going to be any fun. And the mother's going to be in some cute skit. I can yep. just see it. <laughs> Let's see if he can act or not. And I'm tired of, 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 of Damar Hamlin who might also be tired of all the attention. The whole Jesus jacket thing is just too much for me. As an avowed atheist, I really should not be talking about this, but I'll take it anyway. He's wearing a Kanye West eternal saint jacket during the pregame ceremonies. And of course, in that wonderful photo op with, 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 with Goodell and, and uh, Mrs. Kelsey. Uh, Mrs. Kelsey, all kind of really close together there. So it fits in the camera shot really, really nicely. But the back of the jacket had an abstract drawing of Jesus and the word eternal, the front was Jesus's face and, and, and a Bible verse. But that paragon of virtue, Adrian Peterson, didn't like it. It didn't jive with his version of Christianity. And of course, we know Adrian Peterson lives a life of pristine uh, purity. Uh, he only, uh, only, once, only once was he caught beating his kid with a stick. His with, a switch, with a and, switch. With a switch. With a switch, and yes. only once was he kicked off a flight for beating up his wife. <laughs> Other than that, I, really right? think, I forgot about that. Of- <laughs> oh, oh man! So did and- Demar? Did he apologize for the coat? Well, of course he apologized for it. He said he, he, he's going to learn for it. And oh, by the way, he apologized. Now he's a good guy. It, he didn't mean anything by it, did he? I, I don't believe no. that. He seems like a perfectly no, no, nice no. guy. He says, I never, it was never my intention to hurt her. He, he, he uses God in every tweet he does. He's a very religious man. <laughs> yes, but, he does. But you know that religious people hate other religious people who don't side with their religious view of things. <laughs> how, how many types of Christianity are there? About 100? 200? It's quite a few. 
in any case, I'm not the guy to talk about this, but Hamlin said, it was never my intention to hurt or disrespect anyone. The code is abstract art to me. It was my beliefs and relationship with God is not tied to symbolic images. And the good news is, is that Adrian Peterson forgave him because he had felt offended as a man who loves and respects our Lord and Savior. So thank goodness that issue has been settled. I think he liked it once he finally saw it in person. This jacket is awesome. Ooh, and it's tighter than dick skin. So. And DeMar yeah. could have worn that jacket th- three, four months ago. No one ever would have known. No, no one would have cared at all. No one would have cared. That was before he died. This is an obscure defense because defensive backs for teams not in your division, you've never heard of. So nobody had ever heard of him before this. And by the way, that tush push, the play that the Eagles ran yes. successfully every time is going to be banned now in the offseason by the NFL. It I, had to be. You know, I, I don't <laughs> I've seen people do that before. And I always thought that can't be legal to just push a guy through the line. <laughs> I but, I, you know, they've been doing it. Nobody said you couldn't. So I guess it was OK. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think there was a time where you couldn't push the runner, and then they. Yeah, changed I think that there the was too, because you know, Refrigerator Perry pushed Peyton in the end zone once, and I think they called a yeah. penalty. Yeah. yeah, I believe. Uh, well, b- besides the, Adrian Peterson, the, the the other entry in the shut the f up department has to be, and I know you guys want to talk about this, is the Tiger Woods, Justin oh! Thomas, a tampon <laughs> incident. First of all, can't anything be private anymore? No. Can't a joke be personal between two guys? Well, how, if two wait. guys tell a joke and nobody else is there, is it and, and nobody's offended? Is it offensive? Why, I think why? the answer is no. No, you're right. Why did Nancy or no Christine Brennan find out that Tiger Woods uh, presented a tampon to uh, who is it? Justin Thomas. Yeah. Yep. Because somebody when, took a picture of it. There was a picture of him doing it, and obviously what these happened? guys are. These guys are best friends. They play golf together all the time. They right. live near each other. Justin is like his little brother. And so Tiger outdrove him on the ninth hole of Thursday's first round and gave him the tampon. Of course, the question is, why does he have a tampon? Because he does he it the tamp- joke all the time, I bet. <laughs> yes, or he was, he was like, to wait for the joke. But of course, Christine Brennan, uh, because everything it's public that should be private, uh, said, do all male golfers carry tampons in the course or just Tiger? We know women golfers too, but maybe it's a male golfer thing now too. How does Tiger get his tampons? Buy his own? Steal them from the women's locker room? Oh she God. goes, you're a 47-year-old girl dad who still pulls juvenile and sexist tampon pranks like an immature schoolboy. Well, you know what? So are we. You guys yep. are going to do a homo sec- section today. We're all 14-year-old boys <laughs> no at heart. We're no all homo. still <laughs> We decry them. We decry we're, we're, we're just adolescent guys that that that, that dream about dream about. <laughs> I don't want to say we dream about. But no, it's fun to be a, it's fun to be an adolescent once in a while. It it's is. not the end of the it, world. And this this to me is the the negative side of bringing women sports writers into sports. Is there some things you just have to kind of get, and you can't call out. Nobody is perfect. You're not going to find that. No guy ever makes it a bad joke or, or does something in a clubhouse. It's a little untoward because guys will be guys. That doesn't mean grabbing people by the pussy. I'm not talking about that. Right. I'm talking about a little a little joke. It's just a that fucking... That was locker room talk. And for Tiger to apologize to Justin Thomas, oh. Justin Thomas didn't want to be apologized to. That oh. was a joke. That's ridiculous. Tiger, Tiger had to apologize to the world. He said it was supposed to be fun and games, but it didn't turn out that way. If I offended anybody in any way, shape, or form, I'm sorry. Wait, wait. Did did Justin Thomas apologize for laughing at the joke? Not that I'm aware of. All right, we need to Billy Bush his ass. Uh Uh-oh. 
Oh, I don't think so. I don't think he apologized for that. That that would be totally caving into the to the ridiculously woke crowd. But they're you know uh, by the men play golf every round. Somebody will say when the guy leaves a shot uh, putt short, Nancy, or, or it's a shitty shot. Does your husband play golf? Or they call him <laughs> Alice. It's just part of the game. So people in the so Christine Brennan, please. Anyway, what, what one guy wrote. Jesus, he called her Karen. Jesus Christ, Karen, stop trying to <laughs> stop trying to cancel Tiger Woods because you have no sense of humor. It's a joke. You don't seem to assign, you don't need to assign some deeper meaning to it. I'm sure he loves and respects his mother and daughter. You're the problem, Christine. Lighten up, anyway. So. Yeah, why oh, does shit, she, it's Karen? Oh. Why does she have to blow it up into something? Five million times greater than it is. Okay, if she didn't like the joke, that's one thing. She could be offended, but she has to tell the whole world. So anybody who might be offended by it becomes offended. And her, the way she fleshed this thing out, what a bizarre thing. His daughter grew up playing soccer and had just played in a tournament in Florida when she arrived to watch him win the Masters in 2019. (laughs) Then, I'm guessing most of the millions of fathers and mothers who support their athletic daughters probably have long since retired all their juvenile pranks that were intended to demean the ability of those girls they love and for whom they spend so much time cheering but not our tiger no he employed basic misogyny to insult his good friend thomas to insult his good friend thomas is this what she is she writing this in usa today you're reading the column usa today you hit the ball like a girl i'm curious to well do guys hit the ball further than girls yes they do thank you thank you that's yes, the joke, okay? They do. That's the joke. Not offensive. It's just, it's just, it's just biology, okay? And you know what? If some girl comes along and outdrives all the guys, I'm, I will congratulate her as much as anybody. That's, that's great. But they just don't. They really no, don't. Not at that level. Do you know? You guys know who Paige Spiranak is, right? Oh God, yeah. Oh, I, I yeah. Know both. Oh yeah. I bet Nancy she, Bren doesn't like, or Christine Bren doesn't like her. No, it was good. It was huge, huge <laughs> boobs. She, she said, if anyone tries to cancel Tiger over this, we riot. It's funny good for her because oh, obviously yes. a lot of feminists get on her case for having you know 18 pounds of silicone hanging from her chest they're well, not silicone in. hey she's not real and they are real see what Plus, yeah she real. says this my breasts they get larger depending on the time of the month so they can go up to two cup sizes what yeah. time of the month would they get bigger oh my, my goodness that's real yeah, can we have some examples of that? No <laughs> way. I'm just on your Instagram to look at your body, okay? Like, thanks for the support. She gets but, it. Oh, part, Chris, part of the Christine pro- Brennan must hate her oh, so much. I want to say yeah. this because part of the problem is Tiger apologizing. Like, does he He yeah. really should not fucking apologize. Yeah, but everybody... Christine Brennan can write that. But no, you're right, Jim. People should not <laughs> apologize. God, they should say... Tiger! Then they lend credence to it. Like, oh, that's right. Tiger I would just say, apologize. it's a joke between me and Justin. He's fine with it. The joke wasn't meant for the fucking world. Yeah, he ki- he kind of said that. He kind of said that. It was supposed to be fun and games, but it hasn't turned out that way, which means <laughs> if, if, if you leave us the hell alone, it just would have been a joke between two guys. That's kind of like... I offended anybody, I'm sorry. We play pranks all the time. <laughs> virally, he goes, this did not come across that way. Yes, virally, because the way she, it was presented by people like her. Those are good quotes. I like the way he said that. 
But, you know, um, that quote kind of would fit the him banging the few hundred chicks behind his wife's back. Like, it wasn't supposed to be, you know. <laughs> it's not it his first ever tampon viral. story. It's not his very first tampon story. He's had a couple of those. I didn't mean to offend my oh, wife. that's right. He does have another tampon. Oh, boy. Yeah, where he took oh. it out of a girl and threw it out of the car. And did, was, did Christine Brennan get that upset when he was driving wasted out of his mind, when he drove across four lanes of the highway, crashed at 7 o'clock in the morning? Did that bother her? I'm just curious. I I, don't I wonder. Know. I don't know. Anyway, but my other my other good golf story. I think I asked you. I told you guys this. This uh, you know, Netflix for years thought about buying the rights to pro sports to streaming them, but they didn't. Uh, even though they got a ten or twelve billion dollar budget a year, but they produce you know series that are kind of take an inside look. And there was one on Formula One that I didn't see. But apparently a lot of these golfers saw it. And then after the formula, the one thing they did, the break point in tennis, which is very good, I watched. And this one on golf is really good. And episode two with Brooks Kepka was really, really, I would recommend it to anybody who doubts what winning means to athletes, how seriously they take their sport, how much it, 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 it impacts their life. And when it goes away, how terribly depressing and what a sense of loss they can have because Kepka was number one in the world defending champion in two majors from 17 to 19. And then he fell off. He got injured. He took a hundred million dollars to join live. And now he's miserable. He's an unhappy man because he can't play as well as he used to. He's off the PGA tour. And you cannot, when you're an athlete, that's that. And a career is over. Where do you recreate the bonding? You it's, it's same with soldiers. That's why a lot of them commit suicide. How do I get that bonding back? to be with my, to, to be with my guys and they feel lost and to see an athlete like him still in his prime where he's not playing as well. He, they show him in the masters last year. He, he, he doesn't even make the cut. He's embarrassed for the first time. It just shows how seriously great athletes take it. And you shouldn't ever think they're in it just for the money, because I guess when you get older, a lot of these guys have left the tour when they're in the late thirties, because they, they know the big money's not going to be there anymore, but Kepka left early, took the dough and uh, I hear the rumor is that uh, he's kind of having buyer's remorse about going to the live tour. But anyway, it's a very interesting series. And so I the hundred million isn't uh, getting it done for him in spite no, of all the money. No, yeah. No. So, so here you see a guy who got a hundred million dollars, although this is, this was filmed before he accepted the live deal and he did the, the, uh, the, the live deal. But here he's in a beautiful house in Jupiter, this mansion, his wife, uh, uh, Jenna Sims. I mean, I, I told you to watch because just looking at her in the thong oh, is God. worth the 45 <laughs> minutes to watch the show. Really She's stunning. But anyway, uh, uh, so very interesting uh, series. I would recommend it. And so I'm, I'm, I'm flipping through stuff. And are you aware of these two um, combat sports that are that 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 are being pushed here? The um, bare fist, the bare knuckle fighting. This Greg Hardy, the former uh, cowboy, got knocked out cold on one punch. So here's bare knuckle fighting is being sanctioned. Yeah. And have you seen the power slap league? That's crazy. I've heard about it. Oh, I I saw some samples of it. I I haven't really watched it extensively, though. Is it great? it, no, it's 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 <laughs> no. frightening. It just started in January, and Dana White, the MMA guy, started it. And so they they show this 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 bout where this woman gets they they stand in front of each other and they slap each other, you get three to five slaps. <laughs> this woman is KO'd. This big dude is 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 seen twitching on the floor Ooh. in convulsions after getting slapped. <laughs> and and and, uh, and and Dana White says, if you don't effing like it, don't watch it. 
Nobody's asking you to watch this. If you're disgusted by it, watch the voice. He's watch the voice. Watch the voice. See, to his credit, though, to his credit, these power slap competitions, they're going to happen regardless if it's airing or not. And right. also, they get so many views on social media that they decided, well, we might as well just turn this into a I've been TV seeing show. those for years. Yeah, me too. Well, well is it, been, uh, uh, now it's just uh, sanctioned and, it's, a, and right. it's an actual league. So they're professional slappers and slappies? Yes. Yeah. Well, the, the, well the per- yeah, kind of. But there's no defense. Like, think bare-knuckle fighting at no, least. No, I know. I, I was just wondering about, you know, CTE or something, because I'm sure there's some, these people, the professional slappers can probably slap the shit exactly. out of people. Yes. <laughs> and, and the deal is, is just like the NFL still doesn't know what a catch is, or what a or or, uh, or or what a penalty is, or what pass interference yes. is. They don't know what a slap is either, because if you hit the guy with with, with your with your, not the palm of your hand, yeah, but the, the bottom of your hard by part, the thumb. yeah, that's, that's a slap. Hard. And so and so you can't really sanction a legal slap until it's too late. <laughs> it's just people are just so. Do people also break sick. their Our hands too? So sick. <laughs> it's fucked up, isn't it? We're just getting started today. There's so many twisted things going on. Idiocracy. Ow my balls. It's just like ow my balls. Yeah. Idiocracy. Um, Eli, did uh, did you see the story over the weekend about Carl Malone and his 13 year old baby mama? No, I heard yes. something that he should have been to, uh, not allowed to to judge the um, what do you call it the the uh, All Star Game dunk slam dunk contest. Slam dunk contest. He has no. a he has a son that he uh, impregnated a thirteen year old when he was twenty, and of course he I guess paid the freight. Never met oh. the son until the son I think is an NFL player, and I believe they now are friendly. But he wanted to bury this thirteen year old, and everybody let him bury it, and so we just kind of are finding out about this now. So he, he was never charged with statutory nope. rape? I mean, you're not nope. allowed to have sex with a 13-year-old. Nope. My God, even if you're 13, you can't have sex with a 13-year-old. Yeah, you know, I don't understand that. When a 13-year-old gives birth, I would think there would be police at least investigating before or afterwards. Yeah. I mean, let the girl, you know, birth her child. I'm so sick to even oh, no. talk about it. But there would be an investigation, and they would find out who is the father of this child, and if the ch- if the father is more than 14 or 15 or something, then you fucking arrest him, duh! You'd think. He's got to be 18, again, I suppose, to be arrested you know. under most laws. But a 20-year-old, because a, a lot of times I read so many stories about uh, teen pregnancy, and it seems frequently the father is like 22 or 23 or 21. I mean, this is this just goes on, but this guy is allowed to have this beautiful NBA career. Of course, he was scoring 25 a game, so I, I suppose we would have let let it go anyway, but he's not scoring 25 a game now. Yeah, well, and he's not scoring 13-year-olds anymore either, which is... Which is <laughs> That's but, a good thing, know, you'd, too. <laughs> you'd think, you'd think that, that, that the only way he gets away with this is because at 20 years old, He's a valuable commodity. Yeah, he's a he's a, he's a you know at the time he's a half billion dollar athlete coming up. So a thirteen year old though, I I would just think anybody that knew that that just let that slide. I I don't I don't I don't, I don't know, know how to deal with these things, but I, I don't it is amazing how when you score a lot of points or you rush for a lot of yards or you complete a lot of passes, it's funny how you can do almost anything, and either it just will never be known or we'll just let it go. Because one thing I found out about Kanye West over the last few months is that this whole business about him being an anti-Semite and being a Hitler-loving guy, that's not new. That's something right. goes back years. In fact, the, the weirdest thing I think that came to me was, wow, so this is obviously something his wife knew about. This isn't new. This goes back to like the 2010s and even before that where people said, oh, yeah, he, you know, he's, he's not, well, this is not a secret. 
isn't it all part of kind of Deshaun Watson syndrome? I mean, look at him. Yeah. He'd be behind bars instead of having a $245 million guaranteed contract well, if, if he wasn't a talent. If he was in a car accident and his arm, right arm came off, uh, I think we'd suddenly take a different view of those 26 <laughs> or 30 or 40. I mean, how weird is that? How stupid is that? He wouldn't have billionaires fighting for him either at that point. No. Because he's got nothing to give them. We, we had this argument on the show one day because I felt that the NFL does not need Deshaun Watson. Why does the NFL feel it needs? And I don't mean, is there one guy that'll bid for him? I just mean, he's not needed. The NFL will not, if, if you had the best three quarterbacks in the league were out for the season next year, I'm still watching like a madman. Well, but the but the Browns felt that they needed him. Right. No, I get afford- that. I understand that one guy will always bid for a guy like that. But I'm just saying the league does not need any one person. Nobody's that important to the league. Yeah, right, but even mean Tom Brady wasn't that important to the league. Obviously, the league well, we'll will survive without him. Yeah, they'll be but... fine. He wasn't that good this year, anyway. Uh, I mean, he actually the year I remember a year he was out, and it did the league did kind of miss him. But I just don't think there's any one player that's that important, which is why I don't understand this this need to. Oh my God, well, we got to somehow tamp this down and get the, him the signed. Thing with Watson and, was that they 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 decided not to charge him criminally and so therefore the league had no basis. Oh, that's just the excuse. That's just the excuse they needed though, really. I mean, the, so you're saying so what the league is saying is that no, 26 women were lying. It's that simple. You couldn't be charged. And his attorney said yes, they are all lying. I know. That's the guy that's, that's Rusty Harder who also yeah. defended Roger Clemens. Yeah, who, that went well. Anyway, so I, I didn't I didn't see it, I, but I saw the highlights today, and 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 the latest uh, in the NBA looking for reverse diversity, which hey. means more good white American born players. The fifteen minutes of fame is Matt McClung. Yeah. I don't know if you saw. Is it Mac? Sick. Mac he, or Max? Mac, I believe. Uh, Matt, Matt, M A T T. Well, Matt. Mac is his okay. his nickname, so he goes by Mac oh, McClung, oh, okay. but it is Matthew. Yes. Yeah, he, anyway, for a, he's a classic <laughs> underdog in both size and race. He's six foot two, an undrafted white point guard, and so I'm, I'm thinking. At, at, by the way, but he was a internet sensation with dunking. He had like 2.9 million views on one of his uh, dunks in Virginia. He he broke Allen Iverson's. Uh, career scoring record for high school players, but you know, he's undrafted. He's been to three G league teams. And this is his 15 minutes of fame uh, last night, but the odds on a six six foot two inch white guy being a point guard in the NBA, when you get past Bob Cousy, (laughs) so he can John Stockton and Steve Nash. There are no, Six foot two inch white point guards in the, in the recent history of the NBA. This isn't going to so give him, him well. This is not going to give him a shot to get in the league. I mean, how did he even get in the dunk contest? Well, he is signed with well, the 76ers. Yeah, in, in a in a two way contract, which means he's half G League, okay. half NBA, and he had a he had a uh, he had a ten day contract, I think, with the Warriors last year too. So he's a he's a fringe player. Okay, twenty four years old. But Philly took him, and he is an internet sensation, and it gives a good a little diverse look to the slam dunk contest and. Lo and behold, he won. Well, that anyway. was uh, the as soon as I heard about it, I said, wait, that little 6'2 white guy won the dunk. I mean, that was my first reaction. And I heard somebody saying it this morning on 97.1, like, yeah, nobody was really saying it. But isn't that really what was incredible? <laughs> was that he was white and only 6'2? Yes. Yes. And and the way he hung in the air, I mean, he's, he's remarkable. Yeah, it was. You know, the 720 just, dunk, too. Like, I didn't. I just. I just saw the one that that one. How did he get in the contest if he's barely in the NBA? No one else wants be, to be in it. 
Oh, no, because he's well starship. known as a as, as a, a dunker. dunker. Oh, as yeah. I said, he's yeah. got he's got, okay. he's got I think ten ten dunks that have got a million uh, views each. Wow. He's on fire. Well, anyway, good people, for him. People people have so many misconceptions about eye surgery because they don't understand it. But tens of millions of Americans have gotten some form of LASIK or lens replacement in just the last decade or so. It's as safe as any surgery of any kind, and over ninety nine percent come out of it beyond thrilled with the results. And that includes, of course, hundreds of listeners of this podcast who have gone to Dr. Yaldo and come away gushing with excitement to get either the vision they miss so much or the vision they never had till now. So if you've had it with glasses, contacts, reading glasses, you're tired of struggling to see anything without them, it's time to call Dr. Yaldo. These procedures are quick, painless, have you back to work perhaps the next day at the earliest, sometimes two days. Custom LASIK gives 98% of its patients better than 2020 vision and the multifocal implants let you throw away the reading glasses and bifocals right away. So call 800-398-EYES, get a free evaluation, go to yaldoeyecenter.com and save $1,500 on custom LASIK by mentioning the show. All right, boys. Good talking to you. Get him out of here. All right, right. Eli. We'll right. see you I soon. Get out of here. <laughs> right. 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 If you got a big financial decision, like buying a new home, a new car, or something, or just maybe you've saved some money and you want to know how to invest, or you're just going, how is it all these people are making all this money investing and I'm so worried and paranoid and conservative, I just don't trust the market. Why don't you sit down with Luke Nowacki and talk about it and look at some numbers, one year, five years, 10 years, 20 years, and see that, yeah, this is how people are doing it. This is how people who are, uh, I don't know, middle, upper middle class become sincerely wealthier because they invest and they are able to beat inflation over time. And boy, I tell you, you make a little extra 1% on something or 2% on something, it really adds up over five years, 10 years. Talk to Luke. Oh, I, I like money. Talk to Luke at Pinnacle Wealth Strategies, MFC Pinnacle Wealth Strategies, to help you plan for all your financial goals both today into the future and into the future. Or if you just have a decision, you need help with complimentary consultation, 248-663-4748. Security Investment Advisory Services offered through Royal Alliance Associates Incorporated. Member FINRASFPC, Royal Alliance Associates Incorporated, separately owned and other entities in our marketing names, products, reference here are independent of Royal Alliance Associates. And you know all about legacy partners. They've saved so many people Money, money, money on home and auto insurance and also business insurance. Whether it's a large business or a small business, Legacy Partners would love to take a crack at it or give you a quote. Or Medicare, if you if you need help managing, I need this sometime pretty soon, uh, the world of Medicare, call Legacy Partners. Here's the phone number, 586-209-4106 for Legacy Partners. And they are independent, so they shop all the carriers to find you the best deal. That's why they're able to Get such great quotes. 586-209-4106. Patrick Peach. For Legacy Partners. Yeah. It was Maz's birthday on Saturday. Oh, we got to nice. get on Maz's case. The last winner that he gave us for Legacy was back in December. We're in February right now, and that was for November. Catch up. I don't care if it's your birthday, but I did squeeze one in at 11.59 last night. He's the only person in the world that I actually text happy birthday to. Because yeah. it means so much to him. <laughs> I, I don't know what his what is this ridiculous birthday obsession. I mean, if he was turning fifty or something, I'd understand. But anyway, I participated too. I was tweeting, uh, <laughs> sending out all kinds <laughs> of bizarre shit. Ryan Armani for his birthday retweeted Maz bitching about snow shoveling on his Twitter, which is pretty funny actually. I retweeted it too. In fact, why don't you bring it up? It's it's it's, it's at the top of my Twitter and Ryan Armani's Twitter. That did suck. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, but, you had to do it, too, when you worked yeah, at Yeah, I didn't like it. I'd always try to find a way out. 
<laughs> I forgot about that. You did participate. <laughs> but you knew when you were interviewed it was a sales and shoveling job. 100%. Maz was not listening when he was hired. He thought he was just some prima donna salesman. <laughs> I fucking hate Michigan. I fucking hate. I do. I hate fucking Michigan. Fuck Michigan. That's not the video you're thinking of. Oh, that's that's that when he's like at a... Woodward Sports. Yeah. Let me find the video that you're thinking oh. of, which is when he was forced to. Uh, I thought it was. I thought it was retweeting the one from the parking lot, but that was that was very similar. Correct. He might as well yeah. have been shoveling there. He, he probably says the exact same thing in that other video. It's very yeah. similar. He's uh, he, in the one at Zot. He's complaining that he could easily be injured, that it's too cold, <laughs> that it's icy. Doesn't have the right clothes on. Doesn't have the right shoes on, and you know something he could slip on the ice. And well, he knew know, he had to shovel, break his neck, wear the right shoes, or bring boots. Well, if he hadn't been in his phone when they were explaining it was a sales and shoveling job, exactly. I think it would have worked out fine. Because there were other people that listened during the interviews, and they yeah. would bring boots with them. And some shovel. people were hired more for their shoveling prowess than for their sales prowess. That was they me. know it's an issue. That's probably me. <laughs> well, wasn't the best car salesman. It's you know that's a skill. Selling cars is not easy. Mm-mm. Not easy at all. Uh, okay, so I want to talk about the uh, Michigan State situation, which is uh, really it's really been interesting watching it the last few days. Um. There is so much emphasis on the trauma, and I'm not saying that I, I disagree with that. I'm just saying it seems like it just seems very extreme in some cases because I think this, like anything else, and I remember when Matt Damon said during Me Too, he said, you know, there's a difference between somebody who pinches somebody in the butt and somebody who rapes someone like yeah. Harvey Weinstein. And, oh, my God, he got wailed on. People were so mad at him. And it was like, what? What do you? Of course there's a difference. Yeah. And my opinion is there's a difference between being shot, having a bullet go right by you, and being six buildings away. Or three miles away. Yes. I mean, I think the the difference is pretty substantial. And and also, you know, when you read so much about how, you know, I saw the article. um, uh, I'm not okay. And... This big, long article about why this girl's not okay. But think about people that live in neighborhoods where there's drive-by shootings, people shooting your house and stuff like that. Well, I mean, yeah. I said this. I I said this in uh, not on the air, but as all this was unfolding, I was talking to Mark regarding this. and, And I said, well, there was eight shot and three dead, and this is terrible. It's awful. And I asked Mark... Is this story big only because of the location? Because at the same time, in every single major city, you have eight shot, three dead type of thing. And I I just believe because it's the campus, because so many people have been there, so many people have children that currently go there, that obviously when it happens at its school, it's it's a big, 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 big deal. No, I'm not saying that I'm not saying that people shouldn't be upset, alarmed, you know, traumatized, whatever. I'm just saying the level is just off the charts. Uh, when you think about, you know, and there's there's a lot of comments. <laughs> the story had a lot of comments. The girl that said, I'm not okay, got a lot of, you know, as you would expect. She did, okay. Yeah, she got, now a lot of people are very sympathetic and a lot of people are not. And I'm on the fence, like, I don't, I'm like, am I just old and I want people to just spit on it and move on? I don't know, I'm not, I'm not that bad. I just, when people started complaining about, they're making us go back to school on Monday, which is six days off. <laughs> right. I was like, Really? Well, I can, 
true. Really? As a, as a parent, I'm going like, if one of my kids were there, like, Mike, oh, no, no, I get it. At I the get time, it. my thought would be, oh shit, oh my god, come home. No, I think but the I parent, think, I think the parent should be more traumatized than the child, honestly. Unless, like, you kids said, the child are, kids was just shot. Get up at. and go, you know. You, like, you did, expect them to. Did the child see a bullet coming at them? That's a, that's, that's a different. You're talking story. about a hundred people versus right. forty nine thousand nine hundred. But the biggest uh, some with levels that were some are closer, some were very close, some are very far away. But the biggest part of the story is the eight people that were physically right. affected. That's part of what bothers me is when people I'm not okay. And how do you think these people feel who were shot? People are in the hospital now, fighting for their lives, families that lost people, people who are good friends of the people who died. Uh, I feel like, first of all, it's a little too early to be talking about how horrible it is for the people that, you know, just happened to go to school there. It's Maybe. almost justified. Like, they need to, in order to live successful lives, they need to get over it. It may take a few days or a week or... Maybe longer for some, but... Yeah, everybody, of course they have to get over it. Now, I'm not saying that Pete, that there isn't trauma. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that it seems like we emphasize over and over. I mean, as far as uh, people wanting a solution to the problem, I understand that 100%. I fully agree that shit is not being done, and that is maddening. Absolutely frustrating beyond belief. But I, I just... Well, let me just read some of this. And, um. Okay, first of all, there, there were sit-ins and gatherings, which, again, I think that's fine. I think that's great to yeah. say, hey, we're not fucking taking this anymore. David Hogg, I, you know, I basically agreed with a lot of stuff David Hogg said. What I didn't like was what a fucking asshole he was Yep. about his parents' DMs and all that stupid shit. And I realize I'm getting When your old-ass parents, like, I don't know how to send an <laughs> iMessage, and you're just like, give me the fucking phone. I just tweeted at him. You're like, okay, let me handle it, and you get it done in one second. Like 20 minutes ago, he said, hey, does anyone know the former uh, prime minister of Australia? And I tweeted, like, yeah, I know him, but he doesn't want uh, his number given out. <laughs> Why did My he tweet that? My generation really screwed up, but we're glad that you kids are here to fix it. Exactly. Why? Oh, uh, well, shut up, you fucking twit. <laughs> shut the fuck up. Yeah, but that was Isn't like, he obnoxious? That Come was on. the height of his assholeness. Like, I feel like... He just said that! Yeah. That last, play that again. Oh, he that, just said this. That wasn't from the old one? No. Yeah, this was last week. My generation really screwed up. But we're glad that you kids are here to fix it. Oh, that's right. Okay, never mind. He's still at the height. He plateaued at that height. What an obnoxious... I mean, the self-aggrandizement is ridiculous. I acknowledge the DM thing is a little close to home for me. I mean, yeah, I'm sure he could <laughs> send out a DM a lot faster than I could. <laughs> yes. At the time he said that, I might not have even known how to send out a DM. <laughs> Why is he such a fucking dick about it? You know what? My mom was... Uh, was had serious in dementia to the point that she didn't know my name, but, you know, uh, am I going to say, oh, your fucking parents, you know, I got to, I'm always going to tell me, let me tie your fucking shoe, mom, Jesus. <laughs> I know it's not a, it's not a perfect analogy. And you feel like that But there sometimes? are some things when you're old that don't come to you right away, like when you're a kid and it's just, you know, it's the first thing you do. Right. So I don't think you should be pointing out what fucking numb nuts your parents are. First of all, it's just bullshit. They're, those are the people that change your fucking diapers, you exactly. asshole. Exactly. Help them out. Show them how to do it and don't give them Don't shit. be such a dick about it. Um, okay. So the, uh, the, the gatherings and the sit-ins, you know, I, I saw this must have been sent. I'm not, I'm not joking. This was sent to me like 50 times. The picture of the girl with the it could have been me sign. Oh, I saw yeah, that. there's multiple. There were multiple yeah. signs on the. There uh, were quite a few. I the state capital. Yeah, you know, I don't think a lot of people realize 
when you say it could have been me, isn't it? It's disrespectful. It, to yeah, the people. it did happen. To right. Them. It's not you. No. Okay. You know, I part. I was part of this, and it was horrible. Okay, I get it. But don't say it could have been me. I and it's funny how we've really got a rash of people saying it now. Have you noticed? Because I think people have become trauma vultures. They really want to claim trauma, and they it's not enough to share it with people close to you. It's like, everybody needs to know about my trauma. And personally, I never had any problem understanding why people at Michigan State felt traumatized by it, of course. But just listen to the story, and I'll, I'll read some of the comments. And some of the comments, by the way, are very sympathetic. Mm-hmm. A lot of people totally agree with this girl. They're 100% on board with her. And, uh, and I understand why she's upset, too. And by the way, the free press printed it. They didn't have to, I would imagine she probably posted this and someone from the paper liked it and probably asked her to use it. Right. I mean, I don't think she was hired by the free press to do this. I mean, would you think that, doesn't that sound accurate? No, 100%. Um, so, I mean, this is partly the free press saying, here's a representative, this is representative of how someone probably feels at the Michigan State or who attends Michigan State. Uh, I'm an MSU student. We are not Okay. Right away, I thought of Meghan Markle. <laughs> of course, how not, can you not? Which is not fair. But <laughs> play the Meghan Markle drop. And Meghan Markle, by the way, was not part of any shooting. Because not many people have asked if I'm okay. Yeah, well, you're in royalty. You're in the royal family. You're you just okay, had your Meghan. wedding in front of billions of people on I just international don't want to be alive anymore. International TV with George Clooney there and Oprah, all the special people you invited. So... It's probably more important that we know if other people are okay, because you really should be okay. Yes, right? and if if you're not, uh, most people don't want to hear about it. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so she says, I got home Tuesday and locked myself in the living room. Locked herself in the living room. And I know you can do that, but we tried watching. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to beat up on this girl. We tried watching movies. We simply sat in silence. Every time someone walked past the window, we jumped. This is when she went home. Who's walking past windows, too? But well, I, I don't know. It just seems extreme. I mean, I think this girl has an extreme reaction to it, I, I would say. Because I, I don't think she was a witness to it. She went to Michigan State. She was near it, obviously. I'm scared. I don't want to go back to class now. I just want to be around people I love. The past week, I've cried myself to sleep in fear because I'm alone. Will this be the last time I see the people I love? Uh, my friends leave and I start to shake. When will I see them again? I would say if you're shaking when someone leaves, that's that's yeah. a pretty. I mean, this is an extreme case. I maybe this is representative. I mean, please by all means, tee off on me if you want to. Send me an email. Uh, send a tweet at me if you th- if this is a representative. If you think this is representative, um, I, I would like to know. Maybe for this age group in 2023, it is. This is when I get confused about: Am I just an old fuck, or am I imposing my own will on? I really am not. Oh. And as I said, I'm I'm fine with whatever they do. If they go back to school next year, it doesn't affect me one iota, so I don't care. But I can't help making observations. So anyway, she shakes when her friends leave. I feel guilty because it should have been me. What if I'd been studying in the union like I usually do? If this is typical of the 40,000 students, and it seems like it's typical, it is typical of the 40,000 students, the great majority, who were not threatened in any it way. seems like it, but... Because uh, I, you know, I'm kind of in the Matt Damon school. I believe there are levels of trauma to anything. And, you know, obviously right now, 
My only concern, I mean, if I, if I were a student there, I would be thinking about the, the people that were shot. That'd be the first thing on my mind. I would really, I would find it weird to draw attention to my own trauma. And again, like as a parent, I'm going, what would my message be to my kids? If my kid was going to, to Michigan State, it would be like, this is so rare. I know you see it all the time. <laughs> I know. I, I, but Jim, I'm so agree- in agreement with you. Going to have, like, you have to live the rest of your life. And right, you can't let this asshole right. fuck you up. Right, hundred percent. But as far as taking what what is, was going to be six days, I don't know. Are they going to school tomorrow? Good question. I, I, I don't know because all like you like you said, all the stories are saying that Monday is too soon. So I think that you're going to get some people that do go, and then you'll have a high tardy rate for that day. And then when people feel safe, they'll get back into class. Yeah, it looks like they're still going back. Okay. Well, it looks like I, the I classes right are call. scheduled. But right. Like I'm saying, I, I guarantee you there's going to be a lot of people who do not show up. Right. You know what I couldn't help wondering was um, they did, school was open last Tuesday and Wednesday, the two days afterwards. They just had a skeleton crew, but I mean, those people did go. And then Thursday, Friday last week, the staff at Michigan State was at work. They made them go there? <laughs> well, I think, they, I think if they had said, I can't go... They probably would have said okay, but apparently <laughs> people showed up Monday. for work. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and remember too that when you read the administration responding so sympathetically to the students, students pay money to go there. The people that work there are paid to work there. So the people that get paid, it doesn't seem that their trauma matters as much, does it? <laughs> no, <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't seem that way. Something on the line for the university. Got to keep, got to keep business going. But uh, I agree with you, Jim. I would, I know for a fact, if I, if I had a child that was, I'm just trying to think of Evan or Alex at college or something and something like this happened, I know I would absolutely take the angle that, listen, this is horrible. It's unbelievable this happened at your school, but the chance of this happening, I, I would start bringing up, I would start quoting national crime figures, yeah. <laughs> including everyone saying- And you'd have them on the tip of your tongue anyway. The chance of, of you being shot by some random person is so infinitesimally small. Now, however, this, these shootings, this is what's so crazy about it. This is so fucking random that I think it is, it isn't that hard for somebody to say, it could have been me. It could always be me, because yeah. who knows where some fucking loon is going to say, I want to take out 10 people. But if they, It can happen anywhere, it seems, but it is unlikely as hell. If the entire country is always walking around thinking, it could have been, something could happen to me today. Like, that's just, and I feel that's like that's where, we're, that's yes, where we're Yes, yeah. Headed. No, you're right. I, I agree. Um, like, that could have been me. And I also, you know, I tend to think that females are more, tend to be more traumatized by this sort of thing than males. And I'm sure that's extremely sexist and misogynist to me. But when I was reading this, I was thinking, well, this is a chick. So yeah, she probably makes a sense. little well, I, more. I did see a lot of <laughs> alumni. Am I a horrible person? You know, I, I saw a lot of alumni who maybe haven't gone in 5, 10, 15 years. And obviously they put a lot out. And, you know, Virginia Tech. Uh, you're not ragging it, are you? Virginia Tech had a pretty 30, 32 famous, people. massive mass shooting. And so like, when that occurred, how did you feel in terms of, I mean, I, I will be totally honest, and anybody who says that I said different at the time, please call me out. I don't think I ever said it could have been me or, you know, that I would feel unsafe going to a game next year or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. I just felt bad. The reason I felt bad was because Blacksburg, Virginia is such a bucolic place like East Lansing. It's just a beautiful campus, and it's just... 
it's a place that means fun to me. Um, I certainly don't think of it as I worked so hard there. That I mean, that rarely crosses my mind. In fact, when people make a big deal out of college these days, I just want them to shut up. Like all anybody talks about is how much fun you had there, sure. and it's yeah. just such a great experience being around people your own age for four years, and it's a real luxury. And the idea that somebody would disrupt it in a way like that and take 32, it's just so unfathomable. It was really hard to, I mean, there weren't that many shootings at the time. So I think it was more of an outlier, like, holy fuck, how did that happen at my school? Yeah. Chow. Yeah, but. Loser. But what was was different about MSU, though, is. Fucking loser. You know, this was, this perpetrator was not a student. This was a person who had just. Does that matter, though, in terms of your trauma? I mean, it's the bullets are the bullets. They killed the people they killed. I guess it's weird that it's a student or it's it's almost not a student. It's like friendly fire. Oh, I see what you're saying. I don't know. Was Chow a student? Yeah, he was. He was. And just a fucking loser. Just a total loser. Incel. Complete. I swear. I can't believe there isn't more conversation these days about incels. Because aren't all these people incels? Aren't they virtually all of them? Most. I, yeah. That's why I think you should legalize sex work and get these. They never get laid. Yeah, it should, there should be something done <laughs> about that. These guys still wouldn't get laid if it was legal. <laughs> you, You're can probably you imagine right. Kohlberger paying for for some they, pussy? When when the when the bronze snapped, they'd blow up. <laughs> they would. They'd blow it somehow. I'm laughing but, because that's true. I actually had a friend that that happened to. I, I thought about something. Um, <laughs> fantastic Voyage. Oh, did you watch it? I did. Yeah. I did. How was it? And How I was thinking, the... God, with, I, well, it's so of its time. It's The acting is so bad, it makes it almost fun. Raquel <laughs> right. Welch is the worst actress in this movie. She gets better, she gets older, she's terrible. And I was thinking, you know, they, they had to miniaturize these people, shrink them and the ship, the Proteus. Um, so that they could like boat around. They're essentially in a submarine in the body, just boating around trying to fix the guy's blood clot. What's Fantastic that? voyage. Oh. Coolio. All right. Trying, to, Coolio trying to repair his uh, blood clot in his brain. And um, then they discover he has a heart problem, so they've induced a heart attack. Oh, my God. Then there's what I forgot about was there is a. Rectal dysfunction? Is this a popular song? Are you kidding me? I don't even know the song. I just can't really hear it too well. This was a huge song. Yeah, I used to cruise around the roller rink to this song. No, I just heard him singing, and I didn't know, I hadn't heard the hook, so I didn't really know what it was. But then it turns out there's saboteurs. There are moles, including when they're they're dealing with his ear area. They're in his ear area. They're moving towards his brain. Uh-oh. And so someone drops something to make a loud noise. So it fucks them up inside his inner ear. <laughs> like his whole inner ear goes <laughs> wacko. And they're like, thrown around. Because <laughs> he's shaking around. And... <laughs> so when, then, why were, they didn't it, want to fix him. Someone on the, on the ship didn't want to fix him. Yeah, somebody was trying to fuck the mission up. Okay. Then I was thinking, um, God, the perfect ending would be if they repaired the blood clot and then, and then he shit them out. <laughs> I thought you were going to say they blew up and blew or, him up. Or if but. they beat him off so they went out his dick. <laughs> They're going in forward and reverse and his dick back they and went forth. Into, they went into his epididymis or something or, you know, and scrotum. Epididymis, and is that someone, a real thing? Yes. Okay. And then someone pound him off. <laughs> he came flying out. 
We gotta get them out fast. Hurry. What's the fastest way? Do you have to take a shit? No. They can induce one though. Well, yeah, they could, but you can beat them off faster. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it might work faster, except he was out. But I don't know. Anyway, it was just what a concept. I didn't even see how they did get out in the end. I oh, was, really? I sort of lost interest by the end of the movie, but okay. it, was, it was fun to watch for a while, and I was fast-forwarding through parts. So you don't necessarily uh, think a lot of people should watch this movie? I, I thought it was, if you're amused by old sci-fi, yeah, because I, you know, the giant grasshopper movies and stuff, Oh my God. those are always, yeah. when I was a kid, we used to watch those and laugh. Yep. I, I, I used to watch, my dad scared. used to watch, uh, what's it, um, uh, Godzilla, I used to like. Yeah, it's I mean. It's weird. I think some of them are funny just for the fact that that actually scared people. It didn't scare me when I was young. The big spiders scared me. Yeah, the spider. I think I saw a big spider movie. That was fucking freaky. Not I gotta like watch one movie. of these movies. I'm gonna do it after the show. I'm gonna find one. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so he, so here's this girl. Um, she's shaking when her friends leave. She doesn't know if she'll ever see him again. On and on. So then the comments. And uh, as I said, uh, a lot of them, a lot of them were were nice. You know, like, uh, we must listen to these kids or, you know, we, we should really empathize or make sure these kids are okay before they go back to school. And then you get, uh, let's see, uh, tragedies happen and you weren't there. If they died in a fire, would you feel the same way? Now, I think some of these comments actually are, are pro-gun people who are sort of offended by the idea that this, I mean, I definitely saw some of that. I don't know about that comment. Right. Then uh, someone says, "Suggestion for the writer: Consider what someone her, a, consider what someone your age is witnessing in Ukraine, and then move on." So, I mean, very unsympathetic. Yeah. Uh, take your frustrations out on a Soros-funded, soft-on-crime oh, Democrat right. prosecutor who the freep completely <laughs> ignores. This was George Soros's fault. That's a gun yeah. guy. And arm up, young lady. And why do people, why do people have to be such assholes about it? Because they can. Because it's available, all they have to do is type a few words. I just feel like it's become, a lot of these things have just become so easy. Like, if you are an incel loser, and you are so angry at the world, it's so easy to go out and shoot five people. <laughs> and we still don't and have And you've a seen moment. a million people do it. And it's just like writing a shitty comment, being an asshole, it's so easy. And so many people do it. And so you go, well, that's... Hey, if I do that, I'm far from the only guy that's going to do that. I mean, the girl would just, she goes to Michigan State. There was just a shooting at her school. Shouldn't there be at least a like this, modicum of sympathy for her? Right. Like, this is the wrong time. Maybe when uh, someone gets arrested for having a gun, maybe maybe then you can get, they didn't shoot anyone. Like, that would be a better yeah, Arm up, young lady. Uh, let's see. We shouldn't have to be afraid, in quotes, they're quoting her, no, you shouldn't. But why not get your fellow students to march to the office of Ingham County Prosecutor John Day DeWare? Then that's followed by a comment. It was a previous prosecutor, Carol Seaman, who allowed the plea. The person then yeah. thanks them oh, for the correction. Okay. <laughs> and then someone else says uh, that Seaman. Carol Seaman, who allowed the plea, uh, Seaman. She, she thought punishment for gun offenses was racist. I know that to be true. That's just a comment. So uh, there, was a, there was a mixture of sympathy, and you would think that all the comments would be sympathetic. They weren't. Yeah. You know, people, some people were calling her snowflake, and, you know, I don't know. And I, I did feel like uh, 
I don't know. Have you seen a lot of people commenting on it? Have you noticed a lot of people who are suggesting that this is just beyond the pale in terms of trauma? And it's very traumatic. I agree. But stuff like the, like you said, uh, when stuff yeah, like this comes up. Have you seen many up, people commenting on it or people that were witnesses or people no, that were there? No, no. but I kind of tend to shy away from it. Like, it's like it already happened. It just kind of goes in and out. Like, I'm desensitized to it. I saw a lot. Yeah, I there saw were a lot of students on TV yeah. and the day after. And the night of, of course, people were being interviewed, and some of those people were goofing around, too. I saw a lot of MSU alum and a lot of Michigan alum who stood by and supported as well. So, yeah, a lot of people popped up. And when you have students there that were also students at Oxford, I mean, it's a double whammy. And then you even have a Sandy Hook kid that was there. Well, and, and those cases, again, I feel there are levels of trauma to all these things. And what's happening is we're we tend to look at this now like all... 45,000 students or 50,000, whatever, that all of them experienced the worst trauma possible. No, that's not true. No. Some people were actually eyewitness to what happened. There's a teacher who had, I think, seven people shot in his class. Yep, And they and saw the, the destruction, the death, you know, the, the blood. Like, that's, you're going to be a lot more traumatized than... Of course. And there's people who are in the classroom next to that classroom. But it seems like most of the people I'm hearing from are not those people. They're people that were, you know, um, in their dorm room. Well, and that's kind of the problem. They prob- were at Lowe's when it happened, and, uh, you know, they, sh- they turned the lights off and everybody got on the floor because they didn't know where the shooter was. That's, that's another reason there's a lot of trauma is because once this warning comes out oh God. to everybody at once, that doesn't usually happen. Intelli- if somebody shoots somebody six blocks from me, I'm not going to get a text nope. message. Right. Telling you to fight if necessary. Yeah, like that, that was a, sounds- that was oh, a four-hour ordeal where nobody knew what was going on. That, that, what was that something something fight? I yeah, thought that was fight. What do you mean, that, fight the person? No, it's, it's the, what is it, run, hide, fight? Is that what it is? Something like that. But it made, it, it makes you feel for those four hours at least, I would assume those kids are going, fuck, do I yeah. fight this? Am I, like, what is going on? Is there multiple people? Like, yeah, no, I, I think that, you know, actually, now the more I think about it, that does make it worse. But you have to let people know if they, but why don't, why don't I know if somebody's shot, you know, a mile in a mile radius from me. Right. Why wouldn't I find that? I don't. It's probably it's a good thing because you don't campus. have to worry about it. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> you don't have to. You shouldn't have to worry about. Well, it. there were three shooters, and everyone's on social media making it worse than it is. So that probably is one of the reasons that you know the trauma is exaggerated because they were more traumatized by the way the whole thing developed. I mean, if there was no no social media, no anything in those like those kids wouldn't have found out potentially till the next day. Right. You're you're absolutely right. And I I doubt that many of them would be saying that I can't go back to school Monday. I'm still freaking out. No, it was that way. Yeah. The guy's dead. uh, Problems taken care of. Yeah. The whole, you know, actually, when you look at this every step of the way, it's complete fucking madness. Mm -hmm. Chaos. But who would who would think that? You know, we would have people just randomly shooting up uh, colleges, high schools, and, and, yeah, the Oxford kids that go to Michigan State. Holy shit. Are you kidding me? Uh, the kid that grew up at Sandy Hook? That's unbelievable. It's insane. I, and I would, I, this is just me. I would feel really, I would just feel silly saying, I'm not okay. Knowing that there are other people, you know, who were in the room or people that were shot, but it just seems like there's this movement now to emphasize trauma, and um, and actually there's a lot written about it because I was, I started 
doing some diving and clicking on stories. And, of course, naturally, you have the people who are saying, what about people, you know, who live in these high-crime neighborhoods? They live with, they grow up with shootings. They hear guns going off every day. What about them? And uh, we don't care someone, as much about them. No, they're used to it, and we don't hear about it because it happens all the time. So it's no big deal. Uh, and then someone wrote a, a story. It was an opinion piece about trauma narcissism. That there is a phenomenon now where many people are trying to sort of uh, claim the most trauma possible. It's almost like a, a trauma competition. Yeah. And they referenced the, where I see it, which is on, you know, these dating shows that people go on their first date. It's like the first thing. Oh, yeah. When I went to uh, College of Virginia Tech, my campus was shot up. And That's oh, my like, God, I'm still not over it. And it's almost well, it's almost like talking about uh, injuries. Like if I mention, oh, I hurt my ACL and you're like, oh, yeah, I remember uh, my uh, I had my back <laughs> surgery. But like now everyone's talking about trauma instead of that or showing their biggest uh, yeah. scar. So I can't I, what I can't figure out is, is this really good for people? Is this really, have we, has it gone too far? Because I feel like it's gone way overboard. Like people are just, it's, and believe me, a school shooting is a very serious thing. But there's a lot of other things that, that create, I mean, words are called violent. I mean, how often it's have we heard crazy. that someone said something and it was violent? <laughs> Which is crazy to me. I don't, it's ridiculous. I, but, but you're right. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, they would argue that, yes, we need to talk about it. We need to. Figure it out, but but I'm going like no, I re I really don't think you need to. If it's really that bad, go see a psychiatrist. And you well, they always it. make the thing is with all of these, they always make counseling available. And I think you know people should be encouraged to do yeah. that. If people want to go uh, get counseling after something like this, that's great. It just sometimes feels a little never ending, and like I said. I, the people I don't hear from, like the families of the victims, those mm -hmm. are the people who, uh, to me, are the ones I would expect to hear from, or the the ones in the, the other classroom, right next to it. Exactly, those are the ones we probably should be hearing from. But but everyone has to get something out right away, so they just take whatever, take whatever comes at them. Then when I saw the story about this petition, so they don't have to go to class by Monday, then then I started really getting my brain was going, oh come on, and it was really. And then the petition was to have classes online. Well, shouldn't they? Shouldn't the class be online or Zoom for a while? So before we're used to going back, and then people start complaining that no, they'll be re-traumatized by COVID. They don't even want Zoom classes. <laughs> they just don't want to go to any class. And I'm, I'm thinking, no, are these <laughs> the, the, the college student in me is thinking, are these people that just don't want to go back to class and Probably. hoping to get as long off as they can? Because how much time can you spend? Okay, after six days. You've had six days as of Sunday, a whole nother week. Now, what do you do all day? What are you doing to reduce the trauma all day long? It seems to me moving on and getting back to life. And in fact, the Michigan State people said something to the effect that, you know, we do believe and experts do say that regathering people and getting normalcy back in is a good, is important at some point. And we feel this is the point now. And I agreed. I, I was surprised at some of the language of the people. How could they possibly expect us to go back to school now? So 20,000 signed the petition. It's up to 23,000 now. It was 23, okay. For students and parents who are uncomfortable, I would think parents would kind of want their kids to go back. I wonder, I'm trying to think back in the day, like for me, Columbine was 99. That's the year I graduated high school. That was my freshman year. 
how much like how long did it take them to go back to school? I'm sure it took oh, probably it took a long a time. I mean, yeah. that's a high school too. It's a much but smaller school. That was right? also in about... April, so they just ended classes for the year and then started over okay. in in the fall. But yeah, that's I a think, bad example cuz that's in yeah. the school versus I think there's like 500 people in the school and they probably there were probably 200 that witnessed it. And probably everyone knew yeah. some of the dead people and I mean, plus you're 16 versus 20. That's a bad example. I'm sorry I brought it up. Uh, no, I thought about it, too, because, you know, the, the Oxford kids, I mean, that was, man, that was a heavy deal. And that was really more up front in your face. Probably most of the kids at the school knew Ethan Crumley, too, I would think. Mm-hmm. Uh, 20,000, 23,000 signed the petition. Students and parents who are uncomfortable about returning to campus with such haste. I didn't think it was hasty. 23,000 students signed the, the petition? And parents have okay. signed, too. Because I was going to say, what, that's like half of the st- I know. school. But, okay. S- students are ill at ease with returning to campus. A campus that is not equipped to fulfill their safety concerns. Well, there are going to be so many cops on that campus on Monday. That oh campus is going to be full of police. It's yep. going to be actually uncomfortable. And has the school put that message out about... I don't know. Returning, returning to normalcy, or we have to, and saying yeah, how yeah, yeah. bad it was. But no, they did. Okay. They did. Okay. They said that you know there is a point where you need to regather and get going, and it's a good thing. Uh, they said Berkeley, Berkey Hall is closed for the year. And oh, by the way, I looked up the. Remember when the six-year-old shot the teacher? Yeah. Those kids went back to school in three weeks, so they, they took really? three weeks. A very small school, but also like second graders. That place had. <laughs> I actually laughed because it just looked so silly. They're dropping, these parents are dropping off their six-year-olds, seven-year-olds. I was in elementary school. I think the oldest kids were nine. And it's these little kids getting out of the car, and there's just fucking cops everywhere. Like, that's traumatizing. I thought so, too. I thought, that's weird. That looks so weird. I I get it. How fucked up have we become that the school, which obviously is going to go, if anything, overboard to make people feel safe, but just to think, dropping your six-year-old off at a place that's just lined with cops—it's so like strange. Even after Oxford, like there were cops at all schools. There was there was a, a, a heightened presence of, of police officers at schools. Yeah, I don't remember the other schools, but the, you know, there's there's a this business of calling calling schools and making threats is so commonplace. It's all the time. I swear, every time I turn on local news, it's like, and this school system is off today and tomorrow because someone called in a threat. And the guy that shot up, wey, was the guy shot at Michigan State who made threats to high schools in New Jersey the Correct. day before? Or that was in What his... the fuck? Because we still don't know a motive, do we? No. No, I don't think we're going to know a motive, except yeah. that he's an unhappy, miserable incel. I mean, none, none of these, really, none of them make sense. Ethan Crumley never makes sense. He was an angry kid who was at the bottom of the food chain. He was bullied to some degree. His parents didn't care about him. And, I, you know, I just feel like now there's been so many shootings that kids like Ethan Crumley feel like, hey, that you know, that's one of the things I can do to take care of this. I can you know, try to uh, get my parents to help me. I can try to do better at school. I can start pumping iron. I can uh, I can ask this girl out. Yeah. I can shoot the place up. I think it is literally, it's, it's in the, it's obviously a very rare selection, but when something happens a hundred times, 
it's a much more viable option than when it's never happened or it just happened once and you don't even know about it. It just happens all the fucking time now. Do you feel like there's two different types of shooting, right? Like this is Anna or Oxford would be a different case. But then in the days following something like Michigan State, then you hear about, oh, this guy shot two people at a mall over a disagreement. It's a mass shooting. And it's like there's almost like different levels of mass shootings. Yeah, I think, they all... I think they're different, but a lot of them are the same. It's somebody who's just mad and starts... I mean, some people go in and they target specific people. Right. That's pretty rare, though. But I mean, like there's this... tons of them where people just go... This thing at a mall, it, w- it wasn't even the one where 10 or 11 people were shot, but two, it was like an argument over something small. It was just some idiot uh, just, that yeah. had a gun with it. Like, that's different than... Oh, I think so. Someone targeting a school or targeting specific people. Yeah, I, I don't know how many... None of them Honestly, are good. I'm not I sure. Mean, I'm not sure how many school shootings we've had in the last year or so. How many have we had? We had Uvalde. We had Oxford was a year and a half ago, a year and four months ago. Michigan State. Uh, were there a lot of school shootings in 2022? Yeah, I assume I mean, so. I mean, there's a whole there's a whole wiki page. I'm sure I can come up with a whole bunch of them if I look. Well, just check for some dates. I mean, there's, there's been at least ten in 2023 alone. Oh my god! School shootings. Yeah, yeah. And Mi- Michigan State's not even the last one. Well, a lot, but a lot of those, are, huh. you've got a maintenance worker shot himself. A teenager grazed by a bullet in the parking lot of Franklin High School during a basketball game. Teens arrested nearby for possession of an awful gun. So that's the, one. I mean, a mass school shooting, like where five people are shot. Right, and I, a lot of those many. are disagreements between one or two or three different people versus... Well, the day after MSU... Westinghouse Academy, which is uh, I didn't even know this. Pennsylvania, four shooting, four yeah, students four shot, shot there. Yep. Scroll up there. Let's four see. were shot in Chicago in December. Um, yeah, four students shot. One first killed, four others injured when a shooter opened fire on the indoor outdoor basketball court at Florida A and M. Yeah, there's tons of them. Yeah. November in Charlottesville. Oh, let's they, read them kinda, all. I mean, I am kind of numb to them. I they have them all the fucking time. I, yeah. I'm not going to spend an hour every day talking about these because you just talk about it all year. But anyway, the, the the article about not going back to school—it's too soon. That was greeted by a round of comments. MSU, <laughs> MSU. This is part of the article. MSU has offered a credit, no credit grade reporting option for the entire semester. So if you just want to not get a grade but get credit or no credit, like drop, you can drop the class right now, or you can continue and just get a get credit for it, I guess. And professors have urged have been urged to be flexible with expectations, tests, and assignments by adjusting deadlines. So if you are experiencing quote unquote trauma and you somehow forget to study for a test or you go party and <laughs> say that and you could. And people are always going to do that. Uh, comments. My room is no longer my safe space where I can go to reduce stress and anxiety. It's now the cause of it all. His room at school. The cause of it? Oh, because... Yeah, because at the least shooting was his... at the school. So the place where he did go for safety is now the cause of all... This is our space. Does it say how far he was from the shooting? I'm just No, it does not. Okay. But the next uh, commenter said, Grow a pair, snowflake. <laughs> then you have people arguing about whether there's a need for a physical campus anymore, which I'm, I'm wondering how long colleges are all going to gather in one giant place for $30,000 a year when you can just learn stuff online. Doesn't it seem yeah, kind of stupid? That would be awful, too. I well, think. it was fun. I mean, yeah, if you want your kid to have fun four years, I think it's <laughs> I'm glad, to go. As much as I've never used my degree, I'm glad I went. 
Uh, let's see. Uh, feel free to live the rest of your life in your basement. That's one of the comments. We've got a lot of unsympathetic people who are sad. That some students will use the tragedy as an excuse to take the easy way out. That's always going to happen. Yeah. They hated COVID courses, but now they want to go online for safety. Their kids that grew up with violence in their neighborhoods. How do they just move on? Um, I would hardly classify someone a few buildings or even miles away from where a shooting occurred as having survived an active shooting. The entire city of Detroit would be shut down if that were the basis. Shit, almost every city. Come on, kids, suck it up. I'm sure MSU has a safe space or comfort animals to put students in. Okay, so there are a lot of people who have absolutely no sympathy. No. Then there's people who feel there's no end to the sympathy. And I, I don't know. I'm not sure where I stand. I, I understand. That, I mean, I'm sure that people are extremely upset. I just feel like there is such an emphasis on it now. It's just gone the other way. It's gone to, it's just gone kind of zany. But I, I'd love to hear feedback from people. I wonder if people feel that. This is proper, the proper amount of uh, uh, trauma that's being expressed, or is it overdone, underdone? I'm sure you're going to get feedback both ways, from both sides. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Telling you, I don't think this. I think this audience. Is, I don't think this audience is soft, but I do think that it, you know we do acknowledge this more than we used to. I mean, when I was a kid, if there's a school shooting, I think it would have been class the next day, which is really dumb. That's not. I mean. <laughs> People need some time when something like this happens. Yes. I'm not trying to be unsympathetic. I just, when I saw the it could have been me signs, it just really rubbed me the wrong way. Yep. That's okay. Ghost Budsters, they're getting a lot of action, man. Yeah. Got a lot of, uh, lot of people who like their product and uh, will go and purchase it and get really stoned. Uh, and they do a great job. That's why they won six cannabis cups. As the Ghost Budsters staff, these people are very sincere. They've got five, an ownership group of just five guys who are all blue-collar Michigan workers who pooled their money and put this together. And they're kind of fighting off the big guys, too, these California companies that just ship in truckloads of bud. No, this pot is grown in Michigan. I don't know what it is about pot. There's some great pot grown in Michigan. I agree. People know what they're doing. They seem to, or there's yeah. something about the soil. I don't know what it is, but... It's not easy. I know a guy who tried to grow some in his backyard. It didn't turn out very good. <laughs> a friend. A friend. It grew, the, the plant was big, but uh, it wasn't that good. I've heard he people say. some weed for your ass. I've heard people put it both ways, that they've grown really good weed here, and I've heard people say they've grown really bad. But if you know what you're doing, like Ghostbusters Busters do, and doggone it, what's the name of that place they grow it? Um, I want to say Ross Common, but it's not Ross Common. Pinconning. Pinconning. It is Pinconning. Yep. Yes. And uh, each crop is meticulously hand-trimmed by actual growers. And th these guys that started this, they are out there in the garden looking at uh, what they're growing and, and snipping it and trimming it and taking care of it and making sure that uh, the absolute best quality bud ends up in your hands. They're very passionate. So if you want to check out Ghost Budsters, check out their bud, you can go to Vibe, all locations, if you're in Hazel Park, you've got Breeze and Shango, Information Entropy in Ann Arbor. I know they're very established there. The King of Buds in Monroe. That just sounds like a great place. Uh, then you've got Mind Right in New Baltimore, Puff in Utica, Green Genie in Detroit, many other locations. And we've had people say that uh, they have informed their dispensary that they need to have Ghostbusters. And I even got a note from a dispensary who said, man, 
Oh, we've really? had five or six people come in and demand Ghostbusters because they Thank heard you. about it on your show. So Thank it's you. working. <laughs> and uh, Lady Jane's Haircuts for Men. How would you like to win a suite for the 2023 football season? Just get to Lady Jane's today and get a great haircut. Get an award-winning haircut because it's an award-winning haircut experience. And they've won awards, so it all works. See, you will automatically qualify as well for your chance to live the sweet life at a Lions game in 2023. Lady Jane's Haircuts for Men, walk in anytime, seven days a week, because it's wicked awesome. It's and a now, haircut! Uh, Ted, Ted Williams, a uh, lot of shows online. I'm not sure how long we'll do the clip of the day, but we're nowhere near stopping yet. Brandon, are you still finding <laughs> it easy to find a good clip? Well, I mean, normally if I spend five minutes, I can find two of them. And which is what I like. These are all from last week. I spent like seven minutes watching a show, and I ended up getting three different Ted Williams clip of the day. <laughs> and today <laughs> features pizza and crack. Ted Williams with you. That's right. <laughs> Here's a funny Ted <laughs> Kathy story. You know, I I drop food from time to time. I don't do it now. And I would always, as a Up child, his, I would kiss mouth. it up to God. A lot of people refer to it as the five-second or the three-second rule. You know, I drop the potato chip on the ground. I don't waste nothing. Nothing. I don't waste nothing. Even today, I don't waste you know, if, if somebody gives me an overabundance, my mother always made me, you eat what she put on your plate. Don't ask for no more if you don't. So... I drop something, I pick it up, and I eat it. I kiss it up to God first. If it dropped in spit or something, I wouldn't do it. And Kathy would always say, Ugh, you know, like, Ugh, that just fell on the ground. What are you eating it for? And I will always would say, Vietnam. And Vietnam, that word meant huh? to me about those third world country children who sit up and would beg for that potato chip that I dropped or that piece of gum, we'll go send it whatever you. it was. They would love to have had that. <laughs> so who am I to sit up and just waste it, you know? So I and whenever it was, and she would always look look at it like, my God, how nasty. I'm not going to kiss you tonight. Or your breath stinks or <laughs> many things Probably like did. that. So one day we were at a hotel <laughs> and we did. spent about $1,000 on crack. <laughs> Yeah, Whoa. and when it came down to it, nice. we didn't have anything to eat. She said, <laughs> honey, she saw I was hungry. And so she said, I'll be right back, sweetheart. Sell I'm going to get crack. us something to eat. And in less than a minute and a half, she came in with this box of pizza. And, you know, people are kind. I thought maybe somebody gave her a pizza. They came, oh, you hungry? You want another pizza or whatever? I said, wow, great. She opened it up. It had three slices in it. And I was like, well, where'd you get this from? She said, you know, the room down the hall, they sat it outside in the hallway. Yeah, and funny. I looked at her and I said, damn, I ain't eating that. That's Dad. nasty. She picked it up, a piece of pizza, bit it and said, Vietnam. <laughs> I couldn't do nothing but eat that damn pizza. And it was good. <laughs> but yeah, she gave me a taste of my own medicine. <laughs> and for the life of me, I will never. That story is etched in my heart. Let's just say. You never know what you will do when you're hungry, right? That's the dan 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 dan. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> oh my god! What I love about it is that he decided that he was going to buy a thousand dollars worth of crack when he should have just bought like nine hundred ninety dollars worth of crack. Yeah, yeah. I guess sell a couple the... rocks if you need some food so dan -dan 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 -dan. bad. <laughs> <laughs> 
Who gets hungry when you're smoking crack? <laughs> That's Fuck, what Ted. I thought. I thought you, you, you're not hungry when you do that. And not only that, when did he become such a food snob overnight? Right. He's smoking $1,000 worth of crack, and all of a sudden, he won't eat pizza from the next room? And he eats Come on. Potato chips he drops on the ground? But otherwise, it was a delightful anecdote. I, thought <laughs> yeah, I love it. Brilliant Tell Tell him this story about... Eating shit off the ground, then just like so. One night we spent a thousand dollars on crack. <laughs> he passes by that sentence. Get a thousand dollars. That's a good question. Well, hopefully, I want him to do some voice stuff for us. I really do. I really and like listening to his voice. No, he's he's got a fantastic voice. He has one of the best voices I've ever heard. I'm trying to think of who who has the biggest. Well, the guy at the Super Bowl has a great voice. Alan Roach. That's incredible. Yeah. And he did the when, an, when Animals Attack. That was him, right? Baby right. face. Yeah, he's got, oh, my God, the balls in that guy. I used to work with the name Super Steve. Super Bowl 57. I used to work with the name Steve McFarland. McFarland in the morning. He had an incredible, he had that real big resonant voice. Fred Winston at WLS in Chicago. If you can find a clip of Fred Winston, he's got some balls. Just huge balls. Fred was at <laughs> WLS in the 70s and 80s, I think. He's an older dude. Ernie Anderson, the love boat. I found but, something from 83, Fred. Uh, yeah, let me hear Fred. Fred. Winston. Let's see. Fred had a great voice. Oh, we, got a, we got an ad here. Oh, I'll do it then. So, let's play the first 30 seconds. Ellis Beef Easter's Radio Air Check and Classic TV Channel. 89 WLS. Wait, who is this? Lionel Vinyl. Okay. I don't want to hear Fred's segue. I want to hear him talk. He'll talk after this. They actually include the segue in his air check. <laughs> well, I really mixed those well. Tighten it up. Well, just jump into the, uh, oh, that was the outro. Hear you. I think they need to add some more background noise to this. I'm, I'm, yeah, it's a pretty shitty air check. <laughs> some more hits. I'm commenting on this. <laughs> just being so brutal. What? Awful audio quality. Who loaded that? Ellis Feaster? Sent. <laughs> what, are the, what are the other comments? Down. Um, Fred Winston is one of my favorite radio personalities. I consider him a hero. Early in his career, was at another ABC-owned Top 40 station, and he was great. People love talking about radio in the markets. People work doing it and, uh, I knew Fred from doing production back at uh, WCFL. Seventy-nine. I worked there part time. Where's that? CFL Chicago. I mean, Arthur Chicago. P. had a number three market. voice. Uh, but there's no Fred Winston online. You got to be kidding me. Baby. All right, I'm looking. I'm sorry that that guy uploaded the worst. No, air it's, check it's possibly inexcusable. Inexcusable. Cassette air check. Now gives you great low prices every day. Why do they put commercials in all these? Around that area. You might want to use the little air checks. Fred'll be on this particular situation. That's Westbound 8094 at Kennedy. On the other end, around Lee Street, and if you're traveling in the Joliet area, Westbound I80. Yeah, you edit your air checks. Uh, Richard Street and the Displays River put Bridge. Online, with road work you and the two boring. I'm Don Nelson. <laughs> WLS Guy View Traffic brought to you by Multi-State Transmissions. From the coast of California. Yeah, he's not even in this. No, he's not in any of these. Jesus Christ. No purchase necessary. Restrict. <laughs> everywhere except, of course, the obvious places. Listen to that voice. 
And again, time for Bribo, 591-8900. I'll take what the 20th phone caller like? and give you a crack. Baby face. WLS Secret Serial Number Contest. That's a pretty big voice. Uh, Ernie Anderson? Is there any Ernie Anderson online? He was great. The love boat. Like Out of the island. He's an ABC guy. He did a lot of national stuff. Um... Do it again. Just go on another track. That's all you got to do. There's so, oh, outtakes. If any of you or your friend, oh Jesus, Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, let me let me explain something. Where do they to get you. that resonance? Wrong with this picture. I'm fucking leaving here. You have another plan? Answer the phone, you dumb fuck. Roll the fucking thing and shut <laughs> her up. Just say we're rolling quiet on the set. It's in a total fucking state of fucking disaster. God damn. All right, if you want the opening faster, we'll do it faster. Uh, we'll do, do it, it faster. We don't want to miss one listener. We don't want anybody tuning out. It ain't going to mean one more fucking video. <laughs> Jesus, God. There is a way to do this shit, and this isn't it. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Call Vince. I didn't know I'm Ernie had such an attitude. If we had all the outtakes of the promos with no, Clark. Oh, I know. <laughs> this is <laughs> some of them. It doesn't say so on the script. I know, it should. Listen okay. to that voice, though. What a fucking voice. Okay. The cojones. here. He doesn't even have to try. That's what I'm going to say here. He's just talking. And you'll meet our special guest, Rocket Paul's tits. And you'll meet our special guest, oh, fuck. There's no special guest. <laughs> He's just a guest. Fuck him. Well, I'm stuck. Jesus Christ, I hate it when it's near the end of the week. I used to love these voices, Puzzle man. gets fucking tougher. And Still you'll meet do. our guest co-host from the hit series, Oh, Fuck It. Right up to fuck it, I gotta tell you. I know. <laughs> Dead on. Dead on. Here. Right to the fuck it. Okay, punch after fuck it. Plus, you'll see two... Himself punch. Ah, plus. Do it again. Catch your teammates on the basketball And he was just side. like a normal guy, too, not like... Like a wacky morning show host? No, he wasn't. But I think Ernie Anderson did so much voice work. I think he was extremely successful. I mean, he was all over ABC. He did a lot of national ads. You know, Ken Calvert has a great fucking yeah. voice. Incredible voice. One of the best. And Ken did national ads. So, um, But Ted, Ted is right up there. I think Ted, honestly... I don't know what they're saying in this fucking jingle, but whatever they're saying, it's probably true. <laughs> Ted, where you at? His voice is dope, too. His voice is golden. Uh, I just think he's got amazing cojones. Some smoke. Nice guy. He's just saying the business. Um, also uh, in the business are some people, well, they're really not in the radio business, actually. It seems most of them are in the basketball business. Oh. We bumped into the phenomenon of saying no homo. Anytime you said something nice, you know, oh, I, I, Jim Bentley's a great guy. I love Jim. No homo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize that got so big. I, I feel like I missed it. It was bigger than I ever realized it was. Um, who's, who are some of the new samples? Lori M., Lori Matoshko. Send us a few. She's a great deep diver. I hope other people will. If you bump into a no homo, please send it to us immediately. Yeah, and like I said, <clears throat> the examples that we got, they mostly seem to be from, from the NBA. And, for example, here is Roy Hibbert. This one's actually pretty famous because Hibbert got uh, fined quite 70. a bit of, what, 75 grand for this comment? What? I really felt that uh, I let Paul down in terms of uh, having his back when LeBron was scoring in the post or getting to the paint because they stretched me out so much. No homo. And, um, <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> stretched me out. That's what we do. But he didn't even think twice but to no, say it. It just came right out. It was like the most natural that thing in the world. All, he, he did not plan to say that. He 
and just he realized in a split second. Oh boy. Okay, who's this? Here's Nick uh, Nicola jo- uh, Jokic. Did he get in trouble? I think he did for this. Really? And because he's foreign, he does that foreign thing where he says it first. So. Hello, Pomo. He's he's longer than you. He says, he's longer than you. So he said, no homo, he's longer than you expect. What do you mean, you taller? I think arms. Play it again. Arm length or arm. No homo, he did it first. I like it. so weird. No homo, he's longer than you. How did anyone even know what he said? Did he say he was his dick? No. No, Pomo. He's longer than you. He might be. How do you know? That's all we hear. No, no, Pomo. Okay, who's next? You sounded half asleep. <laughs> so There's one stupid. really good one. I next really... up, this is bad, but this is Andrew Bynum. It's bad quality, but I don't know if he got in trouble for this. So after the game, Coach kissed your head. What do you What do you say? No, that you know, he just was uh, telling me uh, that I was doing a great job and uh, that I was being a beast on the defensive side of the ball. Why did he? I don't understand why he said. Wait, he no said he homo kissed then. me on the head. No homo. He said no homo at the beginning. Yeah, let me hear. So after the game, coach kissed your head. What do you What do you say? No homo. That he just was telling me. I mean, he didn't kiss him because he's gay. Exactly. No homo. You have to preface it like just to make he's sure like everybody correcting knows. the guy that asked the question for saying no, not saying no homo. This one's great because the. Uh, Oh, this guy's awesome too. <laughs> the interviewer acts. The, the journalist gets coaxed into saying it too. Speaking <laughs> on people that are actually obese, not like yourself with your two pack. I seen it's really sexy. And good, yeah, good it. on you. No homo. No homo. Um, <laughs> is it, how frustrating is this whole thing? <laughs> is that the only time they say it? I don't think they go back to it. <laughs> Play it again. It's funny. Speaking on people that are actually obese, not like yourself, with your two-pack I've seen, it's really sexy and good, yeah, good on you. No homo. No homo. Um, <laughs> is it, how frustrating is this whole thing? With, with it's almost like he was coaching him to say it. Like, dude, you got to say no homo there. <laughs> Can't tell me I look sexy without saying no homo. But we also got sent some other ones. For Silly. example, this is uh, kind of on the, along the same lines as uh, the Lonely Island song. But this came from Funny or Die. This is a bit here. Where is this guy? Yo, hey, yo, 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 DJ Cox up in all your assholes. No homo. There he is, DJ Cox. Love it. DJ Claudia, she's here to see if you're Sony Records material. What's up, beautiful? You guys work that track while I work this mic. La, 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 no homo. Okay, why does he keep doing that? Is that his thing? He's like a gay <laughs> hip-hop artist? He, it was no homo. That means whatever he said doesn't count as being gay. Whose tank do I got to tickle to get a track up in here? No homo. Let's do this. <laughs> guy points to himself. It's me. Race on the street, 10 hours on my feet. Now you're listening to these cuts because I'm clutching on your nuts. No homo up in here. Bitch, All right, just stop. Are you want to sign them already? No, no. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm still trying to wrap my head around this whole no homo thing. <laughs> Because your lyrics do make you sound gay. No, 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 no. There is nothing gay about DJ Cox. In hip-hop, clutching on your nuts just means my rhymes are so good that now I got your attention. So fresh, DJ. Way straight. Gangsta super straight. Hey, let's keep it rolling. All right. Go ahead, Terry. Yeah. My boys made it out the projects, moving to apartment complex, looking so nice like Tony Romo. No, I'm sucking on the dicks like a big old homo. No homo. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's not just me, right? He's clearly gay. 
It's just you. <laughs> he said no homo. Look, if you're gay, <laughs> I'm fine no with it. No, 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 look. In hip-hop <laughs> terms, sucking on someone's dick is like giving a compliment. Like, hey, Kip Redwood, I love your sunglasses. Right back at you, DJ. See? It's just two guys sucking each other's dicks. Nothing homo about that, right? Hey, if you're worried that I won't sign a gay rapper, I will. I'll sign a gay rapper. That's fine. I'm not going to judge you. Kip isn't going to judge you. I'll judge him. He's a Sony man. All right, Kip. Girl, I am not gay. All right, a million ladies and dudes want to get up on this. No homo <laughs> to the second part of that. But yes homo to the first part. All right? <laughs> yes cool? homo. Oh, I'm cool. I'm dope. You dope on that? You dope? I'm dope. You dope, Claudia? Fine. Everybody's dope, DJ. All right. Let's open up the faucet and keep the beats flowing. Me and my boys laying naked in bed And my jaw's really tired from giving him head In the corner of his mouth, Carl's got a little smirk He remembered it was Thursday Time for a circle jerk Say no homo at the end. All right, just stop. All right, there's no way that that was not gay. So gay. Well, you didn't let me say no homo. No homo. God damn it, I was gay for 10 seconds here. I can't do this, Kip. I can't goddamn do this bullshit. All right, so he pots him down. The guy goes in there to calm him down. Give him a kiss. <laughs> the lips. All right. We're good now. Let's kick it. Terry, let's roll it. All right. My entire life is gay. What else can I say? I got a living boyfriend and we do it twice a day. And when he's inside me, I feel so complete with the scratching of his stubble as he's sucking on my meat. I love your penis pudding as you squirt it on my chin. Your love juice dripping on me is like lotion on my skin. I want to say I love you to the lyrics of this song. Forever me and Carl in mighty mega schlong. This one's going to be gay though. You didn't say no homo. Did you want to add no homo to that? <laughs> I do not. <laughs> oh my god. So that was a funnier die bit. And then you had sent along, I didn't see what this looks like some uh, Oh yeah, it's kind of the same thing. I think it's is this funnier die or no, it isn't. No, these are some uh young creators, Jack's films. Oh, okay. Yo dude, it's pretty stuffy in here. Do you mind if I take my pants off? No homo. Yeah, no problem. It's same concept. Hey, what's up? Hey, can I split that cone with you? No homo. Oh, sure. He's got an ice, ice cream, cream cone. They're both oh. licking it. Oh, yeah. oh. sides. <laughs> Gross. Guys. Hey, guys. Um, I found something, like a weird lump on my penis today. I don't know if it's malignant or anything. You guys think you could take a look? They're all like, what? No homo. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, oh, oh. <laughs> sure. <laughs> 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 Waiting for him to say no homo. So these, everyone's, these, these two skits are making it seem like people that are really gay say no homo just so they can, you know, sort of flout their gayness and then just exit out with no homo. So you're trying to say Whereas the basketball players, if there's anything even remotely close <laughs> to being gay or could even be lightly construed, they say no homo. <laughs> I don't time. do no homophobic. I guarantee there's a lot more out there that we just haven't. 
you know, probably local teams, and they didn't Tried get caught. Tried to tap our resources, and I really would love to get some more samples of it because it seems like it was really a big deal there for a while. I mean, was was this something you would see on Sports Center every day? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. I feel it's like some of those seem like it. I know, but I, not I that I remember. Like the, the four guys that that we had the samples that Lori sent. I mean, those guys didn't just pull out a random no homo. I mean, obviously, it was kind of a thing when they said it, right? right. Well, and but that Derek Lewis that that was more recent, I think. So it's it's it looks like it's been going on for a while. Like it's something that really has. Oh, one of those. Which one is recent? The, the one where the... Um, Cam Thomas, this one here? I seen it, but I was like, man, he's just talking for the last... We already had good-looking dudes, no homo. But, you know... I oh, that go. one, yeah. No, Derek Lewis, the MMA fighter. The guy where the, the reporter said no homo oh, after. Oh, the one of the ones we just played. He's, he's a, I think he's still fighting, so I, I don't think that was from, like, 2010. People that are actually obese, not like yourself with your two... It's from last team. year. It's really sexy. And yeah, yeah pretty Good on you. No homo. No homo. Um... Is it? Yeah, it's, it's, I swear, I don't, I feel like I just missed this whole thing. I mean, we've got like seven or eight of them. They can't just be random people that said no homo. It had to be kind of a thing, right? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think we're just, uh, well, maybe we're the wrong race to, to say it. It seems like. I, I definitely heard people say it. I mean, the Lonely Island song, too. I mean, it was yeah. another thing that they did the, the song, but I just <laughs> would love to have some more samples. I don't know, I wish people one. weren't afraid of it. I'd like to hear more of it. Yeah, I don't think there's anything, there's nothing wrong with no. saying it. No, and deal. it cracks up the room every single time. Now, the idea that people are being fined $75,000 <laughs> for know. saying no homo. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Now, uh, Friday night, Bill Maher was on with another uh, excellent show, in my opinion. And naturally, they were spending time talking about the balloons and... You know, Thursday we we're doing the show, and the story came out that the Bottle Cap Brigade, the Bottle Cap Balloon Brigade, the Northern Illinois Bottle Cap <laughs> yes. Balloon Brigade, felt their balloon had been shot out of the sky by an F-22 with a $400,000 missile, which was like, what? Because they have balloons all over the place. Yes. In fact, this balloon that... We probably shot down. It sounds like we did because the government, if you notice it, nobody's denied it. Correct. No one has come out and said, talking oh, around yeah, it. That is, the, we did, we sent the F 22 up, and uh, that was the, uh, that, that really dicey, weird item that planes were just crashing all over the place because they could not get around this fucking balloon. It's just taking up the whole sky. Yeah, that was the, uh, that was, that must have been the Bottle Cap Brigade balloon. No. I don't know why, but no one said, I've barely seen it reported on. Have you guys seen stories about it? I have, but on, in small, small publications. Exactly. Like Illinois, mm -hmm. Chicago TV, Fox News is all over it. Uh, I'm trying to think where else I saw it. Saw it on like aviation, some aviation website. I looked it up today. Uh, Bottle Cap Balloon Brigade, New York Times. Nothing. Not even a mention. Now, the Washington Post just reported it. I think today. Oh, they did? Okay. Yes, that there is a balloon recreation group out of Illinois that believes their balloon was shot but down by an F-22. No one will say it is their balloon. No, and, and I would think there would be incredible pressure on the administration to either come clean and say, yeah, we shot down the bottle cap balloon brigade. Balloon. Yeah, it was an accident. Or, no, we did not. Are you kidding? We do surveillance. We have the, the finest 
uh, surveillance people in the world, and we would never shoot down a $13 balloon with a $400,000 missile. Are you fucking kidding me? Next. Next question. But no, they haven't. So I think they're, they're hoping that we're just going to forget this. Correct. No, but I think no, you're exactly we're not going right. to forget it. And neither is the, uh, the bottle cap balloon brigade who apparently have met with the FBI already, which tells me that I think it's their balloon. Yeah. Um, do we want to call this one dude? Should we try it? I think we, I think we should. I, and do you I want to explain you, the phone call you made earlier today? Well, I, I did try yesterday to visit their website. It It's no longer active. It's been <laughs> yanked down. It's been yanked really? since Thursday. We were looking at it on Thursday. Wait, why would the website be yanked down? <laughs> because they don't want uh, all the traffic and all the people looking for the contact information, which only had the email. But oh, Okay, so they're getting hammered oh, probably yeah, right. by the people that want to report on it, which, by the way, seems to be uh, only about half the people out there. Correct. There's half that are just plain ignoring it, but waiting for the administration to acknowledge it. But I tried a, I tried a few numbers, just trying to make sure. Hey, do these numbers work? I, you know, and uh, tried one, and guy answered. Hey, uh, Jim Bentley here. What are you calling about? Uh, I was just calling to talk to you about, um, you know, this balloon. I didn't have anything to do with the balloon, and he just hung up. Really? Yep. Uh, I kind of think he did have something to do with it. I think he did. I think these guys are freaked out. Don't call here again, asshole. Contacted by the FBI. I even shot him a text after. (laughs) Hey, Bert, sorry to bother you. I'm (laughs) I'm on your side. Just wanted to ask a couple questions. Let's try him one more time, just to see. Would you like to ride in my China spy balloon program. Would you like to ride in my (laughs) Balloons. <laughs> Balloons tied to private companies. Be careful. Well, so much for that balloon. Hello, this is Bert. Leave a message. Oh. And I'll call you back as soon as oh, I come can. On, Bert. Hey, Bert. This is Drew calling, um, doing a little reporting on the uh, the balloon brigade. Uh, now, I know you're part of this balloon brigade. It's not a big deal. I mean, you guys haven't done anything wrong that I can see. But I just wanted to, to uh, touch base with you and find out the whole story as to, you know, when you launched it and what happened, how you figured out it was no longer up there, what it cost. We've heard numbers ranging from $13 to $200. Um, just get a little reaction. Uh, I'm not looking to grill you or, you know, get you in some kind of trouble, Bert. Thanks, buddy. Good luck. Call back the 248 number. See you! Bert. The funny thing is... I, Bert I thinks did, he's, these guys are in a small town, too. I think they just, they're just so paranoid right now. They're all big ham radio operators. Mm-hmm. Like, so they're part of that community. But then there's a small community that was really into balloons. So that's why they all got together. So I think that's what the WBLN probably was. Oh, okay. Um, had something to do with that, but they're all a bunch of like 70 plus year old nerds. <laughs> now they're being contacted by the FBI and the Pentagon. And well, the, the balloon, by the way, which it looks to me like they, it sounds like they spent $13 for the balloon, which is a lot for a balloon. I mean, that's an expensive yeah. balloon. Yeah. You don't see many balloons for $13. No, no. Usually you can buy 50 balloons for $5 or, right, $3. or a dollar even. Anyway, uh, they had to buy an antenna and a couple other things. So it sounds like it's about a $250 investment at the most. And they have balloons all over the place. This balloon, 
had been airborne for 124 days. Somehow, planes have been getting around it. I mean, God knows how much trouble they've been going to to somehow avoid this balloon because the sky is not that big. People just think the sky is infinite or something. Look, if something is in the sky and it's taking up that much space and a plane has to go that way, it's not that easy. Right. What's a plane going to do? But uh, (laughs) this particular balloon, they said, was circumnavigating the globe. So I guess it just travels around the world. Right? Circumnavigating? Does that make Yeah. What's that 100%. word mean exactly? It's circling Circling uh, the moon, yeah. circling the globe, the yep. earth. They said it was circling it was circumnavigating the globe for the seventh time. Do you think it has something to do with their radio frequencies, like trying to strengthen frequencies? I don't know. It's just I don't think they're up to no good. No. I really don't. <laughs> Not at I all. Mean, I think they're just hobbyists. Hundred percent. These these guys are very innocent. Um, but I think they're really nervous. I think they feel like they've done something terribly wrong. I get that feeling. Because it seems like there's, if you read the new reports, too, on those websites, they mention less and less names where, oh. you know, we could go to their website and see 20 different names. Well, I can't admit, do that anymore. If, yeah, because they have those pictures and they say left to right. right. And all the names. So that's <laughs> right. all gone. Yeah, so they're nervous. I have to admit, if I put something in the air and an F-22 shot it out of the sky with a $400,000 missile, a Sidewinder, I'd be fucking nervous. I'd be very nervous. Fuck. (laughs) Damn it. So Bill Maher was talking about it on HBO on Friday night, and Bill was assuming that some of these things we're shooting out of the sky or some of these things that are suddenly appearing in the sky must be aliens, and therefore uh, he had made a pamphlet that he felt should be distributed to all these potential UFOs that were coming to the Earth. <laughs> How do you get a pamphlet? Shut up. Just... <laughs> uh, water on Earth can exist in three states. Oh, shit, I gotta rewind it. I thought you said it was cued? It was cued. Brandon was watching it before something was show. Something played over it and couldn't hear it? Nope. Yes, here's where it was cued. If you're searching for intelligent life, stay away from the Cracker Barrel. Just <laughs> uh, Water on Earth can exist in three states, liquid, solid, and gas. The state where it cannot exist is California. That's, this is very helpful for if you're an alien. Um, oh, if you encounter people frozen with anxiety, they're not afraid of you. They're Gen Z and were like that before you got here. <laughs> Uh, despite what they say, almost everyone out pizzas the hut. <laughs> if your spaceship has a catalytic converter, you may want to have a few guys stand guard. <laughs> uh, you're going to need an opinion about Drag Queen Story Hour. <laughs> <laughs> need an opinion. Uh, as long as you frame it as a TikTok challenge, you can get our kids to eat anything. Let Vladimir Zelensky see your spaceship or he'll guilt you into giving it to his army. (laughs) Uh, Most of our movies are stuff we made up about you guys. (laughs) And fight it all you want, you'll wind up fucking Pete Davidson. All All right. I that love that. A pretty good list. Everyone's talking about this, though. That leads, you know, those people just being freaked out. Like the whole world's, or the whole country's talking about it. 
Everyone's at our doorstep. They haven't done anything wrong. There's a zillion balloons up there. Well, he had mentioned Gen Z, and real quick, did you see the latest Gen Z article? I don't... It's very, very... Oh, I did see this. Yeah. Very concerning. Yeah. No, it, this is a big deal, because right now the average penis length has grown in 30 years. So basically, Gen Z has way bigger dicks than baby boomers. That's essentially what this... No, this means that everyone's dick is getting a little bigger. Oh, no. This is the average size. No, the uh, boomer... No, no. I think by age. I, th- I think the I younger... I think it means that, that our penises are growing actively. No, no. Baby boomers' <laughs> penises are not growing. Maybe I the was balls celebrating are getting this when saggier, I saw it. Like, but... Yes, it's getting bigger. But the average penis length has increased over 30 years, and Ooh, it, uh, it appears that it's now, what, six and a half inches is the... Uh, six. It went from 4.8 oh. 4. to six? 4.8 inches 30 years ago to six inches. Uh-oh. That's the... So, yeah, Gen Z, bigger dicks. Well, first of all, 4.8 inches doesn't sound like the average size. Well, it says that's what ago. they're saying it was. And not when I was swimming nude, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> you got a tiny penis. I, I got. By the way, I want to start emphasizing my trauma from swimming nude in high school. I've always joked about it, but I have to admit, it was <laughs> okay. It was not traumatic, but <laughs> right. it was kind of traumatic. People did not like it. But did you? It was worse at the beginning than it was at the end, probably. Yeah. Well, oh no, you got absolutely. used to it. Yeah, you got, you got used to it. You did. But I mean, there were people who, you know, some kids are overweight. Um, you know, some kids barely have a dick. <laughs> right. <laughs> Bunch of hair and a and then mushroom tip. One kid that was really hung. Oh, Ian. of course. Oh, yeah. Ian had a huge dick. <laughs> he and, loved it. And him. people used to rag him about it. I don't, I seriously don't think he was amused. I think it really upset him. It really bothered so him? salt water and see if it plumps up. I don't think we'd gotten to the age where he knew how cool it was to have a big dick. <laughs> he thought he was weird, <laughs> like... What am I going to do with it, Mom? They're saying I have a big dick. He probably had a huge dick in fifth grade <laughs> and pubes. <laughs> right before fifth grade. But we're in, like, ninth grade, and he was, like, ultra hung. I mean, like, this is something that might come up at a class reunion. This guy's wiener is, you know, huge, right? <laughs> might or has. <laughs> it has. He used to be ashamed of it, but now he says. What I'm most proud of is my penis. Yeah, he probably, he could say that. I don't really know what he ends up to, but he was hung, no doubt. It was weird, though. You know, and there were, I remember, <laughs> there were life-saving courses, too, where you had to, like, pull the guy with your while arm around his, around his neck. Yeah, while naked. Oh, my gosh. I know. Somebody was having a ball laughing their <laughs> ass off, making us do this stuff. But he's got a big dick. And there were always rumors, too, that... Um, that uh, chicks were watching. That there were that people, yeah. there were there were peepholes somewhere outside the gymnasium because it was a it was an indoor pool at the high school for like high school swim meets. Yeah. So the public came in there. It wasn't like it was so impenetrable. A parent just walks in. Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, Ian. Hey. <laughs> and uh, a friend of mine too had a birthday party where he invited everyone to go to his dad's club. Which is University <laughs> Club in Chicago is like, oh, that's a wow, what a field trip that is. And I think, you know, we had a station wagon or something and took like eight kids to the University Club and they had basketball hoops and they had weights. But the swimming was in the nude. Really? Yes. And God. I think the invitation said no swimsuit necessary, <laughs> which was really weird. I just remember there was kind of like, what's this no swimsuit necessary shit? What the fuck? We, we got to go naked there, Seems too? Seems kind of gay. And then 
someone actually confronted the the birthday boy who said uh, they don't allow swimsuits there. I guess we're not like, fucking swimming. And it was like, what I'd say <laughs> it wasn't like people don't wear them. It was like they're not allowed. You were so gay now. Like if you wore a swimsuit, you were going to get ejected from the place. <laughs> Booted. Hey, what are you doing with that swimsuit on? And it was presented as something kind of cool, but I don't think anybody thought it was cool. I think they thought, what the f- what the fuck is going on at this place where you're not allowed you're to wear a swimsuit? <laughs> is this just Illinois? <laughs> yes. Like, this was in Illinois. But, I mean, I'm sure there were men's clubs that were the same way, because I remember, uh, uh, what was that place? Somewhere my dad lived around D.C. There was like oh. a, a place he used to work out, and I just remember some people used to swim nude in there because it was only dudes. So, I don't know. I thought it was bizarre. <laughs> Probably people from your class. They thought it was normal. Yeah, that's like, true. That's where I thought the story was going to go. That you got everyone got there and just took their pants off, and people were like, "What are you doing, taking your pants off?" No, it was it was like uh, you got in your workout clothes or whatever if you want to play hoops or whatever, and then if you wanted to swim, you had to shower and then be nude. It was like you weren't allowed in the pool deck if you had so any, st- even a stitch of clothing on, even a Speedo, and you'd be ejected. People would be like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Come on, you homo. Take your, uh, take your swimsuit off. <laughs> I mean, I can't, I can't fathom how that happened. It Especially happened, the high school thing at my high school. And you know what? The, the, the head of the swimming department, he eventually got busted for... There's that fag talk we talked about. <laughs> he had... Uh, he had done, he had some kind of a summer school thing that was on life saving. And I think it might be, it was a, like a bodyguarding sort of, I, I don't even remember what the class was, but some kid drowned at oh, this really? thing. Yeah. I mean, like in the fifties, cause I was, let's see, I would have been like 14 or 15 at the time. And this had happened before. I mean, I didn't even know about it until, uh, I think it, I was, maybe a senior in high school or had graduated high school right around that time. He got fired because he'd been embezzling money because he had lost this lawsuit. When this kid drowned, somebody, the parents sued him and he had to pay out of his own pocket, like 10 grand, which was like a million dollars at the time. So he just decided I'm going to skim it back (laughs) because I shouldn't be sued. It's bullshit. Well, he tried. Yeah. It did not, uh, (laughs) it didn't go well. Not to work out. So he was blown out. And I might have been around the time nude swimming ended, too. I think he was in charge of that whole Who was the other affair. one? Lane, Debacle. take off your trunks and get in that pool. No homo. <laughs> <laughs> was Clayton the other one? with the... No, Paula, David Paula, Paula. Okay. who was hung. Oh, my God, was he hung? Is there something? I'm not, I'm not even going to ask the question. It's so ridiculous, but you it sure seems special like special needs I children. I don't know. I, I, don't, I just know that, like, I knew two that were super duper hung. And Paula was one of them. And Paula was sitting there as the as Coach Dank was going over the breaststroke or something. And all of a sudden, um, some people are kind of like, what the fuck is going on? Because Paula was pounding off openly on a bench. Okay, this bench would have held like 35 guys. Like 30 guys are sitting on this bench, nude. And Paula is just pounding off wildly. Oh. And Coach Dank told him to knock it off, and he didn't. So Coach Dank went over and put his hand on his wrist and pulled it off his cock, his giant cock. And then it was just stuck there all hard. But Paula, uh, he and a number of kids were being mainstreamed into the high school. Yeah. 
So they were taking, I think, a lot of the same classes that we were, and I think they were graded a little differently. But the idea was that this would be a good way. I'm not so sure about that, to be honest, in retrospect. Yeah, I don't because think so I'm yeah. sure kids aren't the nicest at that age. And you know what? Paula and Dougie, na, na, na. I was going to ask you, is Dougie they did na, not na, get na, along. They, they were not friends. <laughs> it's like Jimmy and Timmy on South Park. <laughs> Well, Paula was not into sports. Dougie was just, Dougie na 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 was totally into sports. He was a football manager, and he was the baseball manager. And um, he was really high strung. Paula was more, he was just kind of squirrely, and I think he was just kind of freaked out to be there. This makes me Dougie was in charge. (laughs) Dougie was in charge because was he the second guy that you knew that had a... no, because I was never in. Uh, okay. I was never in swimming. I had with to Dougie. ask. Nah, nah, nah. We'd be surprised. I have so so. Nah, nah, nah. So your gym teacher, who was obviously probably the greatest generation or the silent generation, obviously he had a smaller wiener than you because the dongs are growing, as we just learned in that previous article. So basically, during his gym class, he would say this: "Those kids' dicks are bigger than them sausages." So. Yeah, he might have been fired up to see kids who were more hung than he was. I don't know. Fired up to see it. How did that happen? You know, and and Podell swam nude. He swam oh, nude in high school. And Mr. Skin. Where did the well, well was, Skin Podell was, was local? Mr. Right? Skin went to school in Oak Park, Illinois. So it was kind of an Illinois thing. But somebody sent me a story. I swear to God, I think it was in Life Magazine or something. And it was like, it was like 2006. It was like kids at this school, like 40 years ago, used to swim nude. Can you believe that? And it was. The article was all about, like, can you believe this madness actually took place? And then there was stuff in there about um, certain high schools did to women. Like, they made them strip down, and they would do posture, some kind of posturing thing. It's like, oh, yeah, I guess you can't tell anything about posture when when girls are just with their clothes on. Is this picture here bringing nude. back memories? Here's a picture of a bunch oh, of dudes shit. in the 60s just naked swimming. Yeah, that, that looks more like the, my, my friend's dad's club. Than the high school, because in my high school you'd have like two hundred nude kids in the pool. <laughs> so fucking weird. Wow. <laughs> no, it's so bizarre. So this that article pool only has about twenty nude people in it. This art, or I, I see one article. It says bearing it all. Why? Why boys swam naked in Chicago high schools? Oh, okay, so, so it was a Chicago thing. Yeah, but I can't read it because Do they reference nude trees. I can't read it. You need a uh, subscription. There was one I have that was one a- that's up, and it has a whole bunch of things like it debunks. So it's like there's a claim that. You know, back when they used to swim naked in Chicago area schools, if a boy had an erection, the teacher would make him stand on the diving board with a towel hanging. <laughs> and then they go, and then they come in and say, "No, uh, that's not true." No, no. And then uh, there's another claim: there was a chemical added to the pool water, so if a kid urinates, a red stream was visible. That- well, who's the hack that wrote this? This is ridiculous. It's, By the way, Ursay had a pool. Ursay claimed that if you peed in his pool, it would turn purple. Everyone claimed that. I remember yeah. being so scared of that too. We were scared of it, but Ursa was kind of a bullshitter. So, but it uh, worked. I didn't pee. It in did work for no, the longest we, time. We were all way too freaked out. And Not he afraid said to his, do it now. But his mom had made a big deal about it. Then you better tell your friends. We don't swim in your toilet, so please don't pee in our pool. <laughs> See those but stupid signs. How how would that article be able to debunk? If you weren't in the fucking class, how would you know? How would you what, be able to debunk that? Look at the claim. Boys swam nude because the teachers were perverts. Truth. Uh, no, no, no. The truth is in the article it says. Oh, okay. Well, I, I thought it was calling it truth. I think, you know what's weird? Other than Paula, 
I don't remember anybody getting a hard on. I do not remember that <laughs> I happening. Hope not. But, it, but you got 100 kids in a gym class swimming nude. You figure somebody's going to get Chances hard. are that blood's going to flow there just just yeah. because or just well, for first, whatever reason. First of all, like five of those guys, even though no one knows it, five of those guys are gay. So it's like yep. swimming with 95 chicks. You're, everybody else. If I was swimming <laughs> with 95 hard. chicks in my class, that would be really hard. Literally. Literally. <laughs> But Paula was the only one that I was aware of. There were accusations. This one guy was oh, accused. Um, so stupid. He was accused of <laughs> of using like a skin-colored rubber band to hold his wiener down. <laughs> because he got so hard swimming with the class. To keep it down. He was accused, not charged. There were accusations in my school. I could tell too. you his full name, too. Really? Yeah, because the accusations were so... I mean, knock it down. That story went f- just like a fire around the school. It was like a backdraft. See, in in high school, curious rumor. After gym, we had to shower, which makes sense. But most people wore bathing suits, most of them. But there were a few people freshman year, and they heard it their entire high school career. That supposedly got boners in the shower, <laughs> and just they never lived it they down. They didn't shower at school. <laughs> well, no, they'd shower after gym. Oh. And then uh, everyone called. Oh, they swam the in, the, in. They showered in their suits because they were too hard. C- correct. <laughs> they, we, p- people could see it. They could tell. Yeah, uh, nobody would have gotten away. There. No, nobody would have gotten away with that. Nope. Nope. And they didn't. They didn't live it down for four years. I got a boner. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> any more boner stories? I can't think of any more. Um, Except in Clark School, when the two guys got in a nude fight, <laughs> right. and the guy got hard, I remember, broke up the fight, and everybody just left awkward. I remember in oh. middle school, uh, there was a wrestling meet. I wasn't on the wrestling team, but I was there just watching. And I'm, I still remember Tony Swain having to wrestle this guy from another school, and he had he had, he was he had a chub <laughs> the whole time, the whole time. <laughs> that or he wrestled through just, it. That or he just that seems not like you Tony. would wrestle through it. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Was his coach. I would say wrestle through it. Come on, you got this. Well, I, I realized, that hard on. I was like, I'm not going to join the wrestling team because that kid's got a chub. It was, it was like a, I don't know, it was like a mini chub, but it was, but it stuck out. Unless this guy is just like four well, and a half hard inches flaccid, which doesn't make sense. But well, this I can say with utter assurance, we were at a wrestling meet. It was a JV wrestling meet because I had I just started wrestling. I did not know what the fuck I was doing, but I was learning as fast as I could. I was trying to get in shape for baseball, basically, and wrestling was a Bitch. God, that's a Woo! tough sport. So, um, this guy was doing a, I can't think of the name of the move. I want to say it's a figure eight. Okay. But it was so when you the legs, figure four? Legs. Maybe it was a figure four. Figure four leg lock? Yeah, and you wrapped your legs around the guy's head, Woo! around his neck, and you just had his legs with your arms. Right. And this guy's wiener came out of his singlet and was rubbing on the fucking guy's face. I'm oh, not man, kidding. No. I swear this happened. How does it come Ooh, out of the yeah. singlet? Doesn't it go like halfway down your thighs? I don't know. For some reason, the singlet, the guy either was trying to get out came and he knocked up. the singlet over it or something. But <laughs> but the guy was, I mean, it's a tough move, too. You cannot, it's very hard to get out of it. Once the, that figure four or figure eight, is it a figure four? Well, figure four is what <laughs> Ric Flair used as his... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I wasn't a wrestler, so I, I don't know. I don't know why I want to call it a figure eight, but 
once this thing's applied, it's very hard to get out of. Yep. And this guy was like turning, trying to get his, his shoulder pad down. And the more he turned, the closer his wiener got to his face. And then it touched. <laughs> and I swear to God, the entire crowd acted like it didn't happen. <laughs> How can you not? The entire crowd sees it. And I know, I know. Well, part I of his face didn't we touch. Saw it. We was were like dying. We were crying. We were forehead, laughing so hard. cheek. This is what the guy said before the match. I'm going to stretch his ass like it's never been stretched before. Well, our um, the the benches were. It was uh, I want to say it was one of the lighter weights. Like, what were the weight classes? Ninety eight, one hundred five, and one twelve, and it might have been like one nineteen. And I think I was wrestling in one sixty seven at the time, so I wasn't going to wrestle for a while. So me and Is a sophomore, I was a junior. Junior, okay. Um, no, I was a sophomore actually. I think I was a sophomore. Anyway, like three of us who were in heavier weights. We were off to the side kind of putzing around, and so the benches couldn't really see it because the figure eight was perpendicular to them. Okay. <laughs> we saw it, and and the I want to say there were stands over there, too, and there were, there were like probably, you know, 20 or 30 people because wrestling wasn't super popular. Woo! But there were people, and you, it was unmistakable. You could not miss it. It was so, it was like, what? Because it just flopped out. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I think the crowd pretended it didn't happen. It was so freaky but we were trying to fight back tears because. <laughs> yes. Wait, was it the guy on your team that got touched or was it his wiener? It was the guy on our team that got touched. Oh, okay. <laughs> Here he was, too, while he was in that position. You come in my face, I'm going to fight you. And I don't think it was even known that it may have happened for days because nobody said anything. Really? You guys it was just didn't too say awkward. It was too weird. It. No, we had it among ourselves. Oh, my okay. God. We were just uproariously laughing about it. But, but then it was, I think it was just too heavy. <laughs> It was too it was too intense to even like really deal with mentally. I think we just blocked it out. Traumatic. Once we got over crying from laughing, I think we blocked it out. All these traumatic. Three sixteen says I just whipped your ass. All these traumatic experiences. Well, traumas. How'd you go to school the next day? Oh, I don't think I had any trouble going to school the next day. But I seriously, I think we just sort of pretended it. We just kind of blocked it out, and then we remembered it. I think we were like getting high over the summer or something and somebody brought up and we just laughed and laughed and laughed. But the other one was the guy that got at the uh, party at the end of the season when this guy got so bombed and we threw him in the bathtub and turned the cold shower on and we left him with this guy who also was being mainstreamed. And we came back like an hour later. We forgot him. He was in the shower. We just yeah. forgot. We're like, I'm oh, you're banging up. your roommate that was in the shower. <laughs> oh, shit. Was like, he's got cold water coming on him. I mean, you know, for an hour. And all of a sudden, I was like, wait, what happened to so and so? We went up there, and the guy was trying to pound him off. Oh, I know. And I swear <laughs> to God, I blocked that out for decades. It took me decades to, for some reason, that came up, and I forgot why. It was something really twisted, like I saw in a movie. Didn't somebody else that saw it also block it out, and you had to remind yes. them, and they were like, oh, yeah, they had an epiphany. There were two other people with me. One of them, he and I actually talked about it like 20 years later, and the third guy, I brought it up like five years ago, and he's like, no, that didn't happen. And then he called me back, and he's like, holy fuck, I remember it now. And he had brought it up to his friend Colin, and Colin said, oh, yeah, you told me about that. Oh, my God. <laughs> So it's true, you, but that's your brain working in your favor, blocking it out. Like, it you did. don't need to know that. I know. I don't remember that. Jeff's brain. That's Jeff, I got to remember that. You know what? This one friend, though, is a major stoner. Gets high a lot. Always has. Still, and you're saying? He's, he's, yeah, he okay. said his memory's been failing him a bit. 
some things that seem to be a little cloudy. Does he still have that in there? Yeah, now he does. Okay, good. Colin verified (laughs) it, and then he seemed like he kind of remembered it. I think he, I really think he did try to block it out. So, okay, there's no blocking this one out. Uh, NordVPN helps protect you against bandwidth throttling from internet service providers where ISPs will slow down your internet towards the end of your contract to get you to upgrade. I don't know why I'm talking like OJ. <laughs> Allowing you to switch your country IP to address address to get access to Netflix, Disney Plus, in other countries for cheaper prices than the U.S. YouTube Premium for much cheaper in foreign countries than the U.S. Unparalleled browsing security and protection from hacking of personal data. Grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash dams, D-A-M-S, or use the code dams to get a huge discount off your NordVPN plan, plus one additional month for free and a bonus gift. It's completely risk-free with Nord's 30-day Money-back guarantee. And Dr. Roche still doing their thing and uh, offering boobs, boobs, and more boobs. Boobs in every size, boobs in every uh, every kind of makeup they offer, and also boob lifts. Yeah. And, I mean, they do. I tell you, if there's anything that can be done to improve on a breast, they do it. <laughs> and they like do it. it well. That's why I always send people to the before and after pictures because they're just, they're really incredible. It's like, Holy shit, look what he did. <laughs> and uh, many, many happy customers, too. I mean, really, a lot of these things that they do over there are life-changing for people. You know, they're like, I had a couple kids. I'm unhappy about my boobs. It makes me feel bad. My husband says he doesn't even care because, you know, you're not supposed to care. Right. But I care, and I feel bad. And it's the same way with people that get... Uh, Nose jobs and people that get uh, fillers and Botox, they just feel much better about themselves because you can make a pretty dramatic improvement on something. Um, you know, they do also, the lasers are great for scars and things like that. Some people are just really bothered by a scar and, and think there's no hope or there's nothing you can do. And the fact is they can do something. In fact, they've started doing laser on stretch marks, which they've never had success dealing with stretch marks in all the years of doing cosmetic surgery, and they finally got a laser that improves on them dramatically. And they do tattoo removal. Uh, stretch! And they do the diva. They do just about anything. If there's anything that can be done to make you feel better about your physical appearance, it's worth calling Dr. Roche and asking. And now, you know, and they do the... They do those pictures where they can project, well, if you got your nose done, here's what it might look if you did it like this, and so on and so forth. So call Dr. Roche, make an appointment, have a consultation, 248-338-1110 for the offices of Dr. Greg Roche. Yeah, nice work, Dr. Tits. And Richard Belzer died. 78 years old? Bells! He was 78? Yeah. Oh, wow. How old did you think think he was? He was older? You know, I guess I thought he was younger, but then again, he's been around a long, long, long time. A lot of people yeah, just know years from Law and Order. Bells. That's, that's kind of where. <laughs> that's where he's got his biggest. Uh, his Did you biggest have a coach credit. that used to uh, yell nicknames like that or something? Like, where does that come from? I yeah, I think baseball gives everyone a nickname. Okay, whether they need it, want it, or otherwise. Um. I know there was one year the Tigers, everyone had a nickname. And it was all, they were all really simple too, but yeah, I, I don't remember any specific person. You just do it with everyone. It just seems ridiculous. Uh, Tom Sizemore is in critical condition. Size! <laughs> that, one that one doesn't work as well. Size! <laughs> people, people have called him Size. They size. Have. 
But he was critical with a brain aneurysm. I've been keeping an eye on that too. Still, yeah, still it sounds same. like he's not going to make it. Yeah, that was uh, that is, boy, you know, he's had so many problems. I can't get over how long Tom Sizemore has been just battling and battling and battling, and he has periods of sobriety where he gets stuff done, and he'll make a movie or six, and then he'll seemingly sort of leave the planet for a few years. And then he gets busted, or he gets a DUI, or something. Yep. I mean, he's been in a lot of trouble, ranging from domestic violence. Uh, did he get? He got a DUI, didn't he? Yes. He's been caught with I drugs too, once. I think. And then there was a period where he was trying desperately to get his career back because he—he's a great actor. Yeah. He really is. I mean, if you see Heat or Saving Private Ryan, he's a really unique character, a great character actor, and. At first, he was so desperately trying to get, trying to win that domestic violence case, claiming that Heidi Fleiss trumped up these charges. Yeah. He was guilty. He was so pissed, and he would never acknowledge that he had done anything to her. It just was really ugly. And then, then it seemed like he reached a point where I don't think people felt they could insure him, so he started taking shittier gigs in smaller movies. Then, didn't he do a porn? Did he? Ooh, I Google feel it. like yeah, I think he did. Or was it wasn't a Heidi Fleiss video? Oh was boy, it? yeah. He, no, here we go. Well, let's watch a little. Why not? He's got a monster like. No, that's that's a big dildo. It's it's like two feet. It doesn't hurt. Anyway, I mean, this, this is just yeah. That's Tom. No, Tom Sizemore was in such desperate straits for money. Don't open your mouth unless my cock is going in it. Okay? That's being an asshole. I said, I Why has this girl got a gun? Are they, are they filming an I mean, this porn? this is not even well done. It's like, wait, can you make a good porn movie? You're Tom Sizemore, for Christ's sake. So his porn movie is basically three chicks bang him while he appears to be flaccid. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> he has a Heidi wait, tattoo on his flaccid? Cubits? Yeah, this is not. It wasn't even very good. Did you see that tattoo he's got? Yeah, he's got Heidi. What's that? That's right his, above his Heidi. Base. Yes. Oh, On his Jesus pubis. Christ. Okay, you ready? You ready? <laughs> hey, at least he asked. Oh my God, this is the worst porno possibly ever. It, it is. Oh. It's. It's really bad. I didn't. Know. But that's how desperate he was. Then, um, I remember we interviewed Here's him. Another one. <laughs> how many pornos did he make? I didn't know he made two. Oh, gross. Well, that's him pounding himself off. Uh, girl comes in eventually. So, we interviewed Tom at Riff. I wonder if Dan Evans could dig this up. Um, not that I want or am thinking that Tom Sizemore's going to die. I hope he doesn't. But, he, you know, he grew up here. Yeah, was it Utica, I want to say? I don't know. I mean, I think it was suburban Detroit. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's... Of the information is uh, easily attainable, but Tom, um, when he was on with us, he was saying that his parents really didn't know so much about how much trouble he got into, except that there was a couple stations that talked about it a lot. And while we were interviewing, I realized that, oh, well, I think one of them was ours. Yes. <laughs> because I believe he had referenced that his dad liked rock music. Oh, thought, okay. Oh, wait. So Tom Sizemore's parents may have found out the mess he was in from uh, out of our mouths. That's and what's how the they, chance of that? Oh, boy. Yeah, so they probably weren't your biggest fans? No, I don't think they were mad at us. Okay. 
It wasn't our fault. Right. No, you didn't do it. <laughs> we might have given them more information than they would have gotten in some other places. Uh, I mean, if indeed it did happen. But, yeah, anyway, that I, I hope I hope Tom is okay. Today, the Daily Mail had a long story about him and sort of his ups and downs, which are many. And they used the excerpt from his book. Now, I don't even remember his book. Did you guys ever see no. Seismic's book? I'd kind of like to read it myself because it sounds like there's a lot of spilling going on in there. Yeah. I mean, he's really, he's been all over and he's, between the ups and the downs, it sounded like a pretty good book. But he was talking about making a movie in 92 with Elizabeth Hurley. Okay. Who, by the way, still looks incredible. Passenger 57. How old is Elizabeth Hurley? She's got to be 55, 56 years old. I mean, she looks... 59 is my guess. Is she 15? 57. Okay, 59. I, she looks completely natural, too. She doesn't look... She doesn't have that... No. You know, uh, I spend thousands at the cosmetic surgeon guy every month. <laughs> filler. Her, she doesn't have that look at all. She looks so look natural. Real. Yeah, her boobs look real, too. Has she been nude in anything in the last 10 years? I don't even know that she has, but... No, and what I hate is they always say she's nude, like, oh, Elizabeth Hurley put out this nude picture, and it's, yeah, she's all covered up. That Paparazzi those... catcher every once in a while. Well, I'll tell you what, vacation. Those, those pictures, she looks amazing. Gosh. I mean, amazing. And there then, are twenty-year-olds who would kill to look like that. And she was nude early in her career, but she doesn't even her face. To tell you the truth, doesn't even look like Liz Hurley. You wouldn't even know that's her. She looks hairy. Well, let me see a recent a picture. Period of piece. Recent picture? What do you mean it doesn't look like Liz, Elizabeth Hurley? Do you think you see that face? This face here? Well, that's a weird picture. I mean, is that a recent picture? No, it's it's from her early career. Well, I remember what she did look like. That looks like her. Yeah, that's her now. She looks great. She looks amazing. Oh my gosh, with um, Matthew Perry. So anyway, he's he's making uh Passenger fifty seven. He's making a movie with Elizabeth Hurley and when they're first showing up for their room assignments or something, he ends up just having a really small conversation with her about, you know, oh, I'm on the first, I'm on the second floor, blah, blah, blah. They're just, and then later she's like, uh, oh, you want to go get dinner? And yeah, sure. And eventually uh, he can tell that she's kind of receptive to him. And he's huh. like, I have never even seen a girl this beautiful before. I cannot believe she has any interest in me. Then they went out to dinner, seemingly... I guess just kind of a friendly dinner, except afterwards they go back to her room and start drinking bottles of wine, and she did a strip tease for him. What? Yeah, I know. It sounded like, wait, this doesn't happen. This is insane. And that's how he felt. like, this this doesn't happen to me. I've Lucky. never, ever been with a chick like this. And so the affair commences. And it's going on, and everything is great, and he's nuts about her. And he said he was really being a Tom Sizemore who he had never been in his life. For example, he said one day she needed a ride to the airport. He had an important audition to go to, and he blew off his audition so oh. she'd have a ride to the airport. Ah. As if Liz Hurley cannot get a ride right. to the airport. Anyone else? Like, True love. She can't call a limousine or a, a service that <laughs> takes you to the airport or have someone from the moon. No, of course she could have, but... Tom Sizemore was over the moon and out of his mind on Liz Hurley. Do you know who she was dating at the time, too? Yes, I do. Because she told him after about, I think he said uh, three or four weeks had gone by, and he was completely sucked in, and I think 
not surprisingly madly in love with her and sort of wondering where this thing is going. And then she announces that, oh, by the way, I have a, a boyfriend in the United Kingdom named Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. <laughs> I knew it. But Hugh Grant <laughs> was just kind of becoming a thing. He wasn't really a big, big deal then. So then he started, uh, he would have to move his stuff out when Hugh Grant came to town. <laughs> How long did it go on for? It went on for a while. Really? Yeah. Like, I think nine I mean, months it, or a year or something. It's confirmed by Who's Dated Who that they were sleeping together in 1992. However, Hugh Grant and Liz Hurley kept their relationship going from 87 to 2000. Well, Hugh Grant, while Tom was with Elizabeth Hurley, Hugh Grant got busted with Divine Brown, the prostitute. I knew it. I was going to ask if that was the same time. Do you think she was getting was. back at him? No. He okay. started banging Elizabeth Hurley before he got busted with Divine Brown. So that's what he was so amused by was the fact that, oh, my God, I can't believe he would do that to Elizabeth Hurley, who'd been banging Tom Sizemore the whole time. <laughs> I <know. laughs> so, I mean, people... To quote Jay Leno, what the hell were you thinking? People don't know shit. They don't know what's going on in these people's lives. I mean, we like to think we do. Sometimes we do just because... Certain circumstances add up and make sense and are indeed true. But, you know, for example, uh, well, today uh, I saw Megan Fox was saying, I didn't break up with Machine Gun oh Kelly. Yeah, she's, she's walking real, everything back right now. She's a, a real cunt about it, too. It's like, fuck you, Megan Fox. I never liked you anyway, but she's acting like, oh, this is all the media's fault. Well, no, she put it not. out there. Yeah, she put it out there. She said she could taste the dishonesty on his breath or something. It was a quote from a Beyonce song. Then she posts these skanky pictures of her in a bathroom wearing this incredibly sexy outfit with some tool holding her phone, by the way. I still don't know who that tool is. I would like to know where she found that guy. If she just grabbed him, if he was just working at the, the wherever she was, and just said, hey, come in here, you. I need to take some pictures. I need to get my ex-boyfriend back. And then she posted that she had started following some single guys, one of whom was Eminem, who is Machine Gun Kelly's enemy. Oh. So she was the one who acted like there was something that was so destructive that they had broken up. And she just left a trail of breadcrumbs for everyone to figure it out, no matter how... Yeah, but it, they went to it, therapy. They, they figured it out Got together, guys. They weren't even breadcrumbs. They were, he's a liar... Yeah. I'm available. I want to fuck these guys. Yeah. They're whole fucking loaves of bread. It was like, I will get you back. So today she says, um, I hate to rob you of running random baseless news stories that would have been more accurate on chat GPT. What's chat GPT? It's the new AI thing where you can ask oh, artificial okay. intelligence to write something. So everyone is making things up about her. You need to let this story die and leave all these innocent people alone now. Well, then you need to shut the fuck up because yeah. nobody would have written anything except what a moron, what a what an airhead you are in everyday life. Nobody would have said anything about you breaking up with this idiot if you hadn't posted that. And by the way, she has completely deleted her Instagram over whatever it is. Probably her thumbs. That's why. Oh, her God. Ugly she's thumbs. Annoying. <laughs> she's got toe thumbs. Toe thumbs. That's what it is. Yeah. And it turns out uh, the guitarist, Sophie Lloyd, allegedly... He is never and is not sleeping with Sophie Lloyd. And she even said, um, I 
think she said that in her comments today that he never did anything. He wasn't in anyone's DMs. He did nothing dishonest. Well, then why did you post that? Yeah. And why don't you apologize to him? And why don't you admit that you're a complete fucking idiot for posting that to the world if you didn't know what the fuck you were talking about? I think he did. I think he did cheat on her. I don't know if it's with the guitarist Sophie Lauren, but she obviously found something out. She went nuclear right away. Yep. And then I think she was like, Oh, wait, I'm not going to be on any more red carpets, and I'm not going to be famous anymore. I think I want to be with this guy anyway. Boring Austin Green, he's busy. He's not taking me back. (laughs) She Uh, started saying, I want my privacy. Machine Gun Kelly's still really, Stop looking at me. So I better just pretend like none of this happened and we're together. And we saw them. There was paparazzi photos of them driving to couples therapy. On Valentine's Day, which is the greatest Valentine's Day. Great day to go for therapy. Ah. (laughs) It's like the only day you don't fucking go. I just think that right now she feels, holy crap, I don't have anywhere to go. No one wants me in their movies anymore, so I better go back to Machine Gun. Yeah, because she was such a bitch. I forgot which movie it was. Michael Bay. It was uh, Big Movers. Yeah, she called Michael Bay Hitler. And so he's like, fine, bitch, you're out of the series. And so she kicked him out of the, she kicked her, he kicked her out of the third film. What has she done since then? Ninja Turtles. Uh, Ninja Turtles? Yeah, the, the two all. Ninja Turtle movies. Uh, Jennifer's had, Body, have you ever seen that? She's had a couple... That was a long time ago, wasn't it? Smaller roles. There's that much demand for her. I mean, honestly, she's a dime a dozen. If she's going to be a fucking pain in the ass, it's not like she's the greatest actress, so they it's just said, 40. fuck you, bye. Yeah, we can find another hot person. Uh, yeah, you think you're so hot? hot? Go be hot somewhere else. Not in the movies. <laughs> anyway, Sophie Lloyd, the guitarist... I gotta tell you, and I saw a lot of people speculating on this the last couple days because people were assuming it was something with her. She does kind of look like Megan Fox, except 10 years younger. Blonde. And she also doesn't have three boring Austin Green kids. (laughs) (laughs) That is really, oh boy, that's baggage having three boring Austin Green kids. And you gotta deal with him. Boring Austin Green kids. And I think one of them is very young. He's probably gotta talk to him when he picks the kids up and he's just boring. Yeah, I mean, you have to be bored by this guy at certain family <laughs> events. There's no way around it. Oh, does he have to come this time? He always just wants to talk about nothing. He's so boring. I wonder if, um, this is a silly question, but I wonder if MGK, Machine Gun, he's Machine Gun Kelly. I mean, he was nominated for a Grammy, for God's sake. He has lots of streams, and he has some hit songs, doesn't he? Yes. He's got yeah. a few hits. I don't like him, but yeah. No, I think he's a total idiot. They but suck. I wonder if he is, quote-unquote, Big enough that he can actually say, I don't ever want to be at anything Boring Austin Green is at. Or if he actually has to go, oh, fuck, I got to go with this thing that Boring Austin Green's going to be at. Really? Oh, please. I really want to go. The kids would love it. I mean, I think he probably could be big enough. I don't see him doing that, though. I see him still going. I just, I, I can't stand him. I know to see if there's any photos of them together. I know. I don't yeah. like him either. He's an idiot. Now... He's such, he's so self-important. But Brian Austin Green has said in the past that Coulson, which is Machine Gun Kelly's room there, Coulson's a nice guy. I don't blame him. I think he was more pissed off at his just wife being for boring on Instead him. of being a dick and Oh, hating. so he's, yeah, so he's yeah. been, he's been stuck with boring Austin Green. Yeah. He was nice to boring Austin Green, too. Yeah, I think that, I think those How two are friendly. How could you not be nice to boring despite, Austin Green? <laughs> I wouldn't. Despite him banging his wife. <laughs> Especially because boring Austin Green immediately got a new piece of ass when he went on Dancing with the Stars a and knocked her girl. up immediately. Yeah, Boring Austin Green, it's really weird. He has to knock the girls up to trap them. Usually girls, I mean, traditionally, I think, and maybe unfairly, 
it's been felt that women will get pregnant to trap the guy, but Boring Austin Green is so boring, he <laughs> knows the only way somebody will stay with him is if he impregnates them. Yeah, well, he's got um, he's got a new cameo in that 90s show. A lot of people have been sending that Oh, in. really? I was going to ask, what has he been in? Like, he isn't in shit. No, he's so boring, Jim. Nobody wants him in anything. It's <laughs> not only boring, he's, you know, he's like 50 years old now. It's not like he's a kid. I think people thought he was hot back in the day. When he was David, what was his name? David Silver? David Silver, yeah. yeah. I mean, he even had a cool fucking name. <laughs> and then you see the guy playing David Silver. He's Brian Austin Green. He's got three names. Holy shit, this guy's going places. Back. And he's a rapper. Remember when he's a rapper? Yes. Wait, can you go to Spotify and find Boring Austin Green? Let's hear what his top track is. Because David was a rapper, too. His character was a rapper on 90210. Uh, Zeering? Is David? Who's David? No, David was, uh, that was uh, Boring Austin Green. Wasn't he David Silver? Yes. David Silver. Okay, I never. I, we talked about this before. I never watched it. Yeah. So he, he his only goes character. by his artist name is just Brian Green. <laughs> <laughs> Look at his face too. All right. Wow, it's song. almost like he's a different guy. Oh Here's my his God. top song called "You Send Me," and uh, how many streams? Fourteen thousand. Fourteen thousand. Pretty good. <laughs> is that more than Baba does? You see a man, <laughs> you do so much. It's a radio edit, so they're swearing. A radio edit as if either version would ever be played on the radio. It's too boring. Oh, Oh, it sounds like him too, doesn't it? I mean, I'm getting bored. Once I recognized his voice, I got even more bored. He's got 318 monthly listeners. Says he played guitar for John Legend and Michael Bublé. He did not. That's what it says. He made that up. <laughs> he pays them to be able to say that. <laughs> John Rufus Wainwright too. What's his next track? I want to hear one more stupid track by Brian Green. Not Brian Austin Green. Yeah, Brian. Brian Green's not as boring as Brian Austin Green. <laughs> I don't know why. It's right. weird. It's this like is he, his next. His whole personality changes. His next best streaming song. It's called That's Right. It has six thousand views. Listen. Sounds kind of sexy. Come on, one's bag come in. He's boring himself. We go in double plat. I don't think so. <laughs> you know, Brian Austin Green trying to sound cool. Oh boy, that doesn't work. This is his worst streaming song. It's called Oh, it's called uh Didn't Have a Clue. I didn't have a clue. That production. He's got, two He's got long his own intros. studio too. Now if my shit don't sell, then my sequence of raps is too intense, perhaps for Oh, I just started getting a clue. Oh, he said bitch. Oh my god. He's so edgy as Brian Green. Like, oh, that's giving me a clue. Let's see if he throws the N-word out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's 
We'd know about that. Like, this sounds like early, like he was so late on this. Daddy getting naked. Wow, he said shit. Do you remember the documentary about... Who's the actress? It was about her childhood. She was a child star and became kind of an adult star. Monkey Brewster? Yes. Soleil Moonfry? Yes. Her documentary. David, Boring Austin Green, I think, grew up around her. Oh, I, I think bet. he was a little bit older. But uh, somewhere in that documentary, I'm pretty sure that's where it is. He says that um, one of the worst moments of his, <laughs> of his life was when he was David Silver on 90210. And he thought... Man, I'm running nice and green. I got three names. I'm so fucking cool. I'm names. nailing uh, Tori Spelling, one of the hottest chicks on 90210. I'm so fucking cool. And he was a rapper on the show, and so his music was getting on the show a little bit. Oh, thought, oh man, it's all upwards and onwards. I am killing it. <laughs> and then he took his uh, his raps, his like his new master tapes to somebody, to some label, and they're like, yeah, this sucks. See ya. <laughs> and he was shocked. What the fuck? I'm taking this somewhere else. He Probably had no said. idea that somebody wouldn't like it. It never dawned on him that they would not like his rap I, music because his acting, his acting career came so easily. I feel like he's the one who talked Punky Brewster into reducing her breast size. Yeah, no, like probably he's just did. so boring. He's like, hey, you, <laughs> you don't want that. You don't want to deal with that, honey. Because he wanted her, and he didn't want the competition. When she had those big boobs, <laughs> was, it was like that. Just drew more guys to her. So like, I think you know, I got a chastity belt and reduce your boobs. That's uh, that's how we tried to trap her early on. He yeah. learned he had to put a baby in him. But yep. And he uh, actually, I heard, I don't know, I'm not sure. Some people are saying this, and I did hear it, so it's not completely implausible. But I heard that he took a turkey baster <laughs> and put semen in her underwear, hoping to impregnate her. <laughs> that's, that's what you heard? Some people are saying Some that? Some people are saying that. And then he was going to claim the baby and just say, you know what, I, I just really care about you, and I want to give the baby a father. I'll, I'll be the father to the baby. Yeah, never acknowledged that it was actually his child's father. <laughs> In her his child. Yeah, he she took a went from baster. a 38 double D to a 36 C. They still look great, and she looks fantastic, but that was such a selfish move. So selfish. I gotta say, I think the double Ds look really good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they they look good on her. Brian Oster Green hated them. Yeah, he hated that they draw those other guys to him. That's what he couldn't stand. Like that's not he real. needed her to be less hot so he could have her. She's wow, look at that! Still Wait, big. Is that a new picture? The one on the right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're still big. Those are that's the reduced version that's of her the boobs. The reduced ones, yeah, because she got the reduction pretty early. She had that reduction in like the late nineties or something. I remember that, that picture in the pink, though. It looks like I mean, those are substantially like smaller. But that p other picture you're showing, they look. She's showing impressive. them off there. It's almost like she wants them back. <laughs> I think she should, she should sue Brian Austin Green for talking her into the reduction. <laughs> it's it's a hundred percent him. We've already determined it's him. Other famous celebrity girls that uh, did the most selfish surgery possibly ever: Ariel Winter from Modern Family. She uh, she had a size F chest at seventeen, Holy so she got shit. him taken. Drew Barrymore famously got reduced. What she did? Yeah, Why did yeah. she do that? That was in ninety two. 
Uh, I didn't know she was that selfish. I thought she was pretty pretty cool. Punky Brewster got hers. Queen Latifah. She had a size F, oh, and she went down to double D. Yeah, no one cares. Doesn't matter. Sharon both, Osbourne. Both ways, it doesn't look that great. Sharon. In 2011, oh, she that. had her implants removed, so that doesn't count. That's kind of bullshit. Roseanne though. Barr apparently had. She had 40 Next. double Ds, went to 38 Gross. Cs. Star Jones. Next. <laughs> <laughs> How about Patricia <laughs> Heaton? I didn't know she huh. had a reduction. Why'd she do that? Um, she said. She looks horrible without him. After the kids. I think the kids <laughs> wrecked him, and so she just decided they to look go. good in that picture. No, but get him lifted. Heidi Montag, but oh. she got her implants removed. That's not the same surgery. That's Chris Jenner uh, apparently had her implants removed. Not the same surgery. How about Katie Price? Who's she looks that? terrible without him. Oh, my God. Wow. What happened? She, she looks deformed or something. 32 Gs. Oof. Everything. Oh it just ruins get... everything. Ah! Their face looks different. Robin Quivers had her reduction in 1990. It's that was ghastly. selfish of her. Kim Fields had her reduction in the oh! early 90s. That was that. selfish of her. Patty Stranger, <laughs> never heard of her. I guess she, she was a millionaire both matchmaker. Yeah. But she got hers taken out in 2013. That was very, very selfish of her. And then finally, Dina Manzo. Don't know who she is, but... Uh, is she on a... Housewives show or something? She said her... Oh, yeah. Okay, my, I knew who that is. So she probably hurt. had her... Implants out. My back hurt. Oh, yeah, she's on Orange County, I think. Okay. No, well, New Jersey, I think. Uh, I saw Megan in that picture down there. It reminded me that yes. allegedly Harry and Megan were considering legal action against South Park. Oh, really? No yes. way. Shut well, up. Well, they've sued the tabloids. They have been in multiple lawsuits. That'd regarding... be great for South Park. Seriously. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, um, the truth is a good defense in that kind of a case, and I don't think South Park said anything that was not true. Did you hear 100%. they're also uh, about the king's coronation? They're trying to figure out, uh-oh, if we go, we're going to get booed, but if we don't go... Yeah, I, I first I heard that he was going and she wasn't, which to me is very logical because I could see her just going, well, I'm not going, and right. going, but I don't have to go because yep. it's so important and... Uh, It'll give him a chance to tell his fan, ah, she's being a bitch, but I got to do it. <laughs> can talk shit behind her back. No, he's dying to That's say that. That's probably why she wants to be there. She's like, you're not going to talk shit about me. Yeah, I think uh, the reception would be horrible for her. Yeah. And of course, that, but then they can claim it's racist and stuff and it gives them more material. I mean, that's the only material they have oh, is geez. talking about being mistreated. I mean, they are, the, they are victimologists. They're yeah. professional victims. And that was what was so great about the episode is at one point Kyle's going to a branding company to work on his brand. And you always have to have four things, but the number four always has to be victim because it's so hot to be a victim. Well, Megan Kelly, I saw she on her, I don't know if it was her show or she was just interviewed, but she said, they're not coming back from this. I that South not. Park just laid it out there perfectly <laughs> yes. it was absolutely true it was funny as hell everyone laughed uproariously nobody's upset about it <laughs> except two people <laughs> and, and truthfully if they said they thought it was funny that'd be the best thing they could do 100%. but they're not they don't think it's funny at all even if they don't they should just say it i know just no they should own it um I can't wait till their next project because I'm curious. Will the media suck up to them again? Because the American media just kisses their ass. They'll be all oh, over the William place. Oh, William hit you. Oh, tell me more about it. Oh, my God. William hit you. That's what brothers do. Yeah. Pretty normal, actually. But they will. I know. I have a, I have a feeling they will. 
Uh, they're going to be all over the... Whatever they do next, we're going to hear about it nonstop. Her book... Harry is whipped. Her book comes out. I think that is the next thing. Do you know what the... Is the what? Cor- the coronation of the, uh, King Charles is at May. What? Yeah, that's in May. Now, that's a big deal. Um, I heard that Prince Char- or King Charles <gasps> is denying... Andrew, his $100,000 stipend for maintenance on his royal cottage or whatever the fuck he has. And it's like, how can this fuck be given anything? Fuck him. I know, it took you long fuck enough. Fuck him. He's just now revoking that? I guess, and it sounds like he wants him out. <laughs> I mean, I think it's the Queen's property and things like, you know, it was deemed his just because he's been there so long. It's like, no. Fuck him. He's going to start squatting Fuck there. all these zeros. I mean, eventually I was starting to feel like, because so many people were saying, oh, Harry and Meghan does a great job of bringing up the issue of racism in the royal family. This could be the end of the royal family. And I started feeling like, you know, maybe it is time for the royal family to be over. I mean, yeah. how absolutely, were these privileged assholes acting important everywhere they go and all their security... That's that was the first thing that drove me nuts about Harry and Meghan because they went to Canada, and said, um, "Canada, we are no longer associated with the royal family, and we need the we need your country to provide us with the proper security that we are used to having because we're so important. Of course, we can't let anyone get near us. Meanwhile, no one wants to hurt them. No one. <laughs> in fact, I don't even know anyone that wants to be near them. No. What well, do they Canada's need security most from? Musician, Sir Smelly John. I don't think anyone wanted to kill them until they started talking all the time. That's when people suddenly hated them. I mean, that was the biggest risk in the world was when they start saying, both our families are horrible. Everyone in my family sucks. Everyone in her family sucks. We're the biggest victims in the world. That's when people started hating them. Before that, nobody, people didn't hate them. No, they just really didn't have an opinion. They're just kind of She was there. a bitch. I mean, it was obvious. From the start. Yeah. Ask me if I was okay. It's so nauseating to hear that. I know her voice is really, ooh. Carl plays. Isn't that all so interesting? God, she's obnoxious. She, you can just tell she thinks she's so. Her shit does not stink. But I got news for you: her shit stinks. Stinks. That like is shit. such a good point. She has so much confidence in her voice, <laughs> and it just she does. bothers me. It she's bothers really, me. She's so arrogant. Punk thinks his shit don't stink. Well, just to let you know, your shit does stink. Seems like shit. Let's see a switch heads with Janice Ian and see how this works out. <laughs> Why don't we try well, that for a while? See how special you really are. Now Janice Ian or Janice Ian 30 years ago? It could be Janice Ian 30 years like ago. like Billy Madison. Meg Let me know. Now or 1974? Um, Ew. Is that Janice Ian now? Yes, it is. With the white hair? Yes. Yeah, that's Janice. Oh, my gosh. I'll take Janice Ian 30 years ago. I don't care. Janice Ian, though, was really talented. She passed the Janice Ian test. She didn't have to be hot to have hit records. That's the whole point. She wasn't hot, and she didn't need to be because she was great. I mean, Janice Ian was really talented. I like it, 17. I think it's a great record. Well, you can listen to all the Janice Ian songs you want. Though. Society's Child. I'm fucking least, 17. I know at least two tracks by Janice Ian. Two. Well, I know one, so you got me beat. You, she's all yours. So um, I was... Uh, I was watching coverage of the Chiefs, and it was just a sports segment this morning, and they showed this part of the Chiefs parade where 
Patrick Mahomes is on this vehicle standing on top, and all of a sudden the vehicle stops, and he climbs down, and he just runs over. There's fences, you know, keeping the fence, and he cuts through, and he's he's desperately trying to get to a Port-a-John. Yep. So he's allowed in the Port-a-John very quickly, and he does whatever he's doing in there, comes out, and the crowd cheers. (laughs) They're going nuts. (laughs) He took a shit. Yeah, look at how many people around this. People are taking pictures of the Porter John. <laughs> Here he comes. <laughs> yeah, he took a shit. Yeah, he took a shit. Wow, he looks hammered. How funny, oh, how funny is that? It, how great was like someone? <laughs> I feel like I would have been and tempted. People are desperately shaking his hand right after he took a dump. Oh, good point. He didn't wash his hands in there. No, there's no way to wash your hands. Oh, I wish someone would have just a little <laughs> bit shook it a little bit just to freak him out too. Oh, Shake man. the outhouse. That would have been great if he'd been in there for like ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Crowds chanting. It just stinks outside there. And then, uh, did anybody see this? Uh, the Red Wings game with the four-year-old George on the jumbo. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, that went viral. <laughs> it was pretty funny. So George is at his first Red Wings game. He's wearing all Red Wings stuff. And every time his giant head, he's a big <laughs> head, it took up the whole Jumbotron. The crowd would just cheer wildly. And then when they were on anything but George, the crowd would start booing. Was it like, was it the well, they, ca- they kept Canucks going to Canuck or? fans yeah. and they'd boo. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> then they'd go back to George and they'd go crazy. Like George at first had no idea what was going he's on. He's only four years old. He has no idea. <laughs> he still has no idea. No, it's funny. And uh, also, also in sports, there was Rihanna. And I don't think we talked about this last week, that her halftime had more ratings than the Super Bowl itself. Yeah. Bothers me. By like 5 million or something? Yeah, there were 118 million people that watched halftime, and 113 million people were watching the first half. So how do they judge it? By TVs turning on? Is it meters? Or not meters, uh, uh, diaries? No, it's done by meters. So, I mean, maybe there were people that just turned on their TV at halftime. They otherwise wouldn't have watched. I don't know how they do it, but they I've never heard that before, that the halftime entertainment actually did more audience than the game itself. I think a lot of women had meters. Probably. Yeah, they were but watching I, the Puppy Bowl, and they, they, were, they were in the other room. <laughs> but I, I am not accepting that this was one of the best Super Bowl halftimes no. of all time. I, that's absolutely insane. She did nothing but mouth... 12 songs. And while I acknowledge it, she has a lot of hits and she has a really good catalog. And I don't her, mind her. I kind of like no, her. No, I like honest. her too. And I think her songs are pretty good. And she's a great singer. She's very talented. But in terms of putting on a great show, I don't, I just didn't think it was that great. No, no I, I bet three, three years from now, that's going to be more the consensus. Like it's just hot. It's just brand new. Probably. Oh, she's so great. Plus, she's pregnant. And did you hear her dad didn't even know until he saw in the Super Bowl? Aw. Nice well, reveal. How dumb is that? Nice no, I would be pissed if that was my well, daughter. I don't, I don't understand. Why would that be a secret? Because honestly, when she came out, the consensus around here was, God, she's fat. Yes. <laughs> a lot of people, the, the girls at the party, they're like, well, she just had a baby. We're like, oh, that was like almost was last a May. year ago. I mean... Yeah, that's the exact conversation here was, wow, she is not taking that weight <laughs> off at all. She's a fat fuck. Jesus. Funny, because the, the two guys were ragging on her, and the, the women were defending her at the <laughs> where I was at. 
So she did an interview. She did a lot of interviews after the Super Bowl, which I thought was kind of weird. But somebody asked her about the Super Bowl in 2019, which she said, uh, "Oh no, no, I didn't dare do that because uh, my people don't gain from that." I was like, "What? What are you talking about? I couldn't be a sellout. There are things going on in that organization that I don't agree with at all, meaning the NFL." Right. So, because she was Team Colin Kaepernick. Well, but right. she did it now. What, well, that's the, that's different? it. She did it now, and it seems to me that since Jay Z says it's okay, then it's okay because the NFL isn't any different. What's different about the NFL? Absolutely nothing. Uh, they have uh, they, end racism in their end zones now. Yeah, and um, and choose love on the back of their helmet. The Redskins had to change their name. Well, Jay Z, if you remember, uh, the same year she turned it down. Jay-Z turned it down, but then he signs this big money partnership deal with the NFL, which is yeah, like, that was the hey, next wait a year. second. That worked out pretty good for Jay-Z. Fuck. So why is it okay for him to take millions of dollars from the NFL? I thought the NFL was really bad and mean to Colin Kaepernick, and then he's taking all this money from the NFL. And then all of a sudden it's like, hey, everything's okay, because Jay-Z just got a lot of money. <laughs> well, what is that? What did that change? Just because Jay-Z got a big fat check, all of a sudden, it's okay? Did he pass it around and help other people? I don't or think did so. he just fucking cash in? Well, he's just in charge of choosing the halftime show What have they been now, right? since 2020? I'm, I'm assuming we all hated these uh, halftime shows. Well, Maroon 5, Red oh, Hot okay. Chili Peppers. Oh, okay. Um, Anyway, she said, there's still a lot of mending to be done, but it's powerful to break these doors down and have a presentation at such a high level. Um, and then she says, representation at two Super Bowls back-to-back, representing the urban community globally. And it's like, wait, two Super Bowls back-to-back? She's implying, and I thought the tone of the article was implying also, that people of color, that the Super Bowl is a brand new thing. The Super Bowl halftime? I'm like, no, it... Diana Ross, Michael Jackson... Yeah. Uh, Bruno Mars, the Super Bowl has not the been... The weekend. Well, the weekend. Yeah, a couple Yeah, the weekend. Ago. The Super Bowl has not been... I don't think the Super Bowl's discriminated at halftime. No. J-Lo and Shakira, and, I mean, on and on. And you can only have, like, one or maybe up to three or four acts anyways, so you kind of pick a genre and go with it. So, she says that being represented at two Super Bowls back-to-back, uh, which, by the way, has happened before. I mean, if you are keeping track... And then she also, she ends this article saying also being a mom made it important because raising a young black man is one of the scariest responsibilities in life. What am I learning? What am I leaving my kids to? This is the planet they're going to be living on. Billion dollars. Well, yeah, I would think the planet would be pretty fucking good if you were Rihanna's kid. And she, yeah. And she really said just back to back our people. Then she's discounting the weekend. Because last year was like Dre and Snoop. Oh, it was Weekend the year before Dre and Snoop? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, Weekend is, seems to be of color to me. Exactly. <laughs> Not only that, what about Stevie Wonder? And what about Michael Jackson? What about Diana Ross? What about Bruno Mars? What about Beyonce? Yeah. Beyonce's been in two Super Bowl halftimes. I know this whole thing, I mean, it drove me nuts at the time. Not that I really care. Halftime's not that important. Yeah, right. I mean, I like to see a good halftime I show. Ca- I really don't care. But, but this whole thing about how, oh, no, Colin will get so mad. <laughs> no, fuck Well, him. then don't play the Super Bowl. If you want to support Colin Kaepernick, why is it okay to play the game? But then the halftime is where we have to draw the line. Like, 
you're not in the same business as Colin Kaepernick. The people who do what he does, they're playing, they're taking the money, they're taking the Super Bowl trophy. Why is that okay? But for the entertainers, it's not okay. They really wanted to make a point. They would stop playing. Big right, players, exactly. No, Tom Brady players, would say, I'm done. The players had the power. Correct. The halftime entertainers didn't. All they did was turn down a great opportunity for themselves to support Colin Kaepernick. I don't know. I, I'm just so lost on Yeah, and since Jay-Z's taken over, yeah, like you said, it's been Shakira and J-Lo, followed by The Weeknd, followed by Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Mary J. Blige, Kendrick Lamar, followed by Rihanna. So, wait, so, Jay-Z took over the year that The Weeknd did halftime? He took over the year that Shakira and J Lo did. Okay, it. and that then was the weekend first. was the next year. And then it was the weekend. Then it was Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem. Okay, so is anyone white allowed to do the halftime Eminem. anymore? Just Eminem so far in the last <laughs> four Eminem. years. Eminem. <laughs> okay, so one out of like twelve entertainers can be white. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one out of twelve. That's how it has to be from here on out. That reminds me. I saw this story over the weekend, and it was about how. I mean, we've heard about cuts at typically at platforms like Google and Cameo and Facebook are, you know, cutting 10,000 people, 20,000 people, whatever. And so anyway, a lot of corporations also anticipating that it's going to take a while to get inflation under control, that the, the economic outlook is a little disconcerting. Uh, interest rates may go up. So a lot of people are paring down staff. Anyway, a lot of companies like, I'm trying to remember which specific companies they mentioned. I want to say Target for some reason. They're limiting their diversity departments. They had a diversity department? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, companies did that, I think, I forgot at what point it was done, but it became a thing where, oh, well, you've got to have somebody, you know, keeping track of diversity or handling diversity. We talked about University of Michigan. Right. Their department's $18 million a year, the diversity department. The just salaries. To, just to count people. Pretty much. <laughs> and they haven't really had tremendous success in changing the, you know, the nature of the student body either. But anyway, a lot of these, uh, a lot of these big companies, instead of you know, cutting people who are married to the product necessarily, the production of the product or the distribution of the product, yeah, maybe... We'll just eliminate the diversity department, and that way we can uh, not really affect the product all that much. Right, and there's probably a good chunk of change going to, to those departments. I, it sounded like it. So, I mean, you know, I didn't read the story, so I don't know specifically. It just was kind of a headline in the Daily Mail, and uh, the Daily Mail can be a little excitable about stories like that. So I, I, I'm going to have to read more about it. But I, I just thought it was like, well, that is kind of a way to get around cutting your production or, I mean— it's not a department that really makes a lot of money for a company. Well, and and then you can't have it both ways because typically cuts happen and people are going, "Oh, I'm only make twenty dollars an hour. I got cut, but the the CEO making twenty millions kept his job." Yeah, the CEOs know. always manage to keep their jobs and keep growing. But their income. somebody in the story was quoted as saying um, something about how that well, unfortunately, this department is is only able to contribute costs and not any revenue, so it does make yeah. them a bit of a target. But I, you know, you can find most world companies. That's yeah. one thing they will not touch, or or you'll know. Well, that means times There'll are probably very tough if they're cutting oh, yeah. that department because the 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 optics of it aren't good. 
I don't know if you'll see, it'd be interesting, some of these super woke platform types like Google or Spotify, you know, where everybody screams at the CEO, the people at the very bottom scream <laughs> right. at the CEO, Joe Rogan, did you hear what Joe Rogan said? <laughs> it's a really weird dynamic. But You know what woke means? It means you're a loser. I have to wonder if somebody said, okay, we either have to cut your job or cut somebody for diversity. And you know how important the diversity department is. Diversity inclusion is, I mean, that's... Yeah, but I'd rather have my job. Yeah, but I bring money into the company. Oh, boy. All right. Well, that's see. the bottom line. Uh, I just realized what time it was. How far in are we, Brian? Three hours? Yeah. Four and a half, I think. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll just mention one more thing before we go. Um, there was a story. Well, actually, there's two local stories that I thought were certainly interesting. This one guy got his 10th DUI. He's 41 years old, and um, I think he likes the, uh, is it James Charles? Yes. The famous drop. I think he needs that drop. I believe I'm bald. Yeah, he's bald. Uh, I can't believe I'm bald. (laughs) Every time you guys play it, my dad's middle name is Charles. He's James Charles. So that's just, it kills me every time. I just picture my dad saying that. This is in Michigan? Yeah, Jeremy Tomlinson got his, uh, he had nine DUIs. He's 41. He's paroled November 2021 after doing two years for his ninth DUI. Oh, my gosh. Uh, That was December of 2019. He got his eighth DUI in February 2017, got 18 months in prison. So according to my math, he was free for three months before he got his ninth DUI. And Oh, my God. So he hasn't had a license in forever. I don't think so. I would assume. yeah, this time he did manage to go. It looks to me like he went over a year without getting a DUI, which is oh, pretty nice. incredible. Good for him. But he, what happened was, okay, I mean, just think about yourself. You got nine DUIs and you're fucking wasted. <laughs> and he runs out of gas. It's like, you fucking idiot. What's the matter with you? <laughs> the dumbest thing. So he pulls into this driveway thinking, I don't want my car in the street. And puts a car in park and then immediately passes out. <laughs> and the lady in the house calls 911. This car's in my driveway. I don't know what it's doing there. And there's a man in the driver's seat. It looks like he might be sleeping. And then she calls her son. I'm going to call my son. What's her son going to do about it? Anyway, she calls her son <laughs> call too. The cops. So yeah, the cops come and he's got an open beer. Oh no. Oh, but he wasn't Alcohol driving. May have been a factor. That's true. They I didn't think they'll get him. out of technicality. I'm on team drunk. Yeah, I don't know. He I mean, was not bought, driving. Uh, six bush lights, six bud light, and I love them, tall boys. He was not driving. <laughs> he wasn't driving. I don't think he should get the DUI. No, sure. I got a buddy who had a DUI from pulling over. He's driving going, I think I'm too drunk to drive. So he pulled over to not drive, and then the police walked up to him and said, uh, why is your car running? You're under arrest oh, for Oh, the DUI. car was running. <laughs> it was cold. Well, this car ran out of gas, so it couldn't yeah, be running. couldn't have been running. Not his fault. I don't know. We need not to guilty. Find, we need to find this guy a good lawyer. Yeah, I got to go not guilty on this one. But uh, I'm just kidding. But anyway, uh, so he gets his 10th DUI, a .21. That's, of course, hours after right. he passes out. So knows what he it's really a good had. .3 plus before that. But uh, I'm thinking, how do you get 10 DUIs? Wait, it seems like it'd be no more freedom for you after nine DUIs. But they said, well, this time he got misdemeanors too, a revoked license, open container, DUI, habitual offender. Wait, so nine isn't a habitual offender? You have to get 10 DUIs to reach habitual offender status? Over the course what? of 20 years. So ah, that's insane. I know someone that got five too. 
Really? Hasn't, ha- hasn't had a license in over 10 years. Is he drinking? Oh, yeah. A oh, lot? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but he doesn't drive. He doesn't drive. Well, I got to give he, him credit. He's got caught. I remember being at a bar in, in Pontiac. and You like, drank a lot. Some kids go, like, where's my keys? Uh-oh. And sure enough, the guy, I don't want to say his name, but Ooh. he took the keys, took off, went home. What? Took someone else's car. Fucking basically stole his car, wasted. What? Said, yep. Did he get well, busted? No, no, he didn't get no. busted that what? time. What? He got busted another time. Playing online poker. Playing mm. poker. Just four in the morning and decided, you know, why am I doing this online? I want to go to the casino. Oh, no. Just fucking take off. Oh yeah. Well, because oh. he realized after about ten or five minutes, ah, I'm I'm too wasted. I'm turning back around. Crashed, fell asleep at the wheel. Went through a neighbor's backyard. Oh, I'm not okay. under the influence of. Went sounds home. Like we, sounds like we get some good stories out of this guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. He was the guy who left his camera at the bar. And uh, with his dick on it, and the girls posted it to Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) Same guy. What seems to be the officer problem? Everyone's got stories with this guy. Well, um, anyway, yeah, he's facing 15 years now. So, I, you know, and then he'll probably won't do all 15 years. So he'll be out to get an 11th DUI. Shouldn't he have 15 years after like the fourth or fifth or sixth? I I just thought nine DUIs would mean no more freedom for you for a long time. But he only served like 19 months or 20 months this time. I want, so, he probably got them all knocked down to different. Yeah, he yeah. also sure said this few. in court. You've been drinking as long as me. You build up a tolerance. That's a good point. He could. He could. Maybe when he said, "I can't believe I'm bald," maybe they felt bad for him <laughs> because he got bald really fast. I can't believe I'm bald. Okay. And then another guy in Michigan, David Mish, was busted by a special investigation unit in Warren for being a peeping tom. They had eight complaints. People said, yeah, this guy, guy puts a ladder up. People still do our, that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. This guy brings a ladder, puts what? it up to a window, and climbs up. <sighs> Go to Red Tube, dude. So they found this guy. Uh, they were actually following him. They knew it was him because he was on the uh, surveillance cameras at multiple houses, and so they busted him. And I guess Asshole. I think he was in Warren. Um, Typical Warren. And then if... You think those two stories are amazing. This was the most mind-boggling thing I've read in a long time. And this this actually this is a good story to wrap up on because, you know, we hear about for example, you know, the opening of the show we're talking about Michigan State and what went on there, which is so incredible. Three people killed, five people are put in critical condition, and hopefully they will make it. I certainly hope. All these people are their lives are completely disheveled. Six days they go home. A lot of them don't feel they're still ready to go back. I mean, just the damage someone like that does to so many people. Not to mention all the people that know the victims, know the people in the hospital, and how their lives are affected. Here's a guy in Oakland, California, where they have a very woke DA by the name of Pamela Price. Pamela ran on a social justice platform. She believes that Younger defendants need a break, not incarceration. So, meanwhile, Delonzo Dogwood has been in prison for armed, uh, let's see, armed uh, carjacking. And actually, one of those armed carjackings, he shot someone. He didn't kill him, right? No, he didn't. Uh, But when he was 18 in 2008, he was a gang member, and there was some really wacky stuff going on, and he murdered three people in separate shootings within 45 days. Holy shit. And 
what it was, in one case, um, he was murdering a witness against somebody in his gang, I believe. It was a murder for hire. This guy was going to testify against uh, Delonzo Dogwood's half-brother. <laughs> so he murdered him. Then he murdered two other guys who I think were murder for hires. So we've got this person who's already in prison. They've solved these old murders. They're 15 years old. and uh, But we do have this seriously woke DA, Pam Price. She's ran a social justice league. We can't keep uh, putting these defendants in jail. It's just terrible. They don't like it at all. <laughs> they don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> and, so you know, I... I think that's really strange when somebody is trying to be a prosecutor or something. You work on behalf of the victims. Your job is not to work for the for the criminals. No, Why are no. they suddenly working for the criminals? And then, uh, but, but who elected her? I mean, I know a lot of people. Well, did. The, I know. She I got you the know. Vote. You know what happened in San Francisco? The same thing. This uh, person ran on this super woke platform. Oh no, this putting people in jail is really mean. It's terrible. They hate it. They don't like it. They can't do whatever they want. They don't have any freedom. It sucks. We got to keep these young people out of jail. So that woke um, DA gets thrown out on their ass because San Francisco's crime rate is absolutely insane. And they do not like these people who are given lenient sentences getting out and committing worse crimes. And it keeps happening. And the media was spending a lot of time on that. So they just threw this person out in their ass. Meanwhile, in Oakland, Pam Price wins on her agenda. And... Here we have Delonzo Dogwood, again, carjacker, shooting people, uh, not killing them, but then finding out, oh, he's in prison for these carjackings. But you know what? He murdered three people. Motherfucker. This guy's terrible. So Pam says, you know what? You, you got it all wrong. He's extremely remorseful. He is so sorry. And he's agreed to apologize, not yeah. to the families, but to the city itself. So they go, you know what? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to drop two of the murders. Just pretend sorry. they never happened. And we'll charge him, we'll have a plea plea arrangement with the third murder, and we'll give him 15 years. And that way, he doesn't have to lose his freedom, which he hates. He loves having his freedom. And we, and and he's we'll, a person, too. Give him a slap on the wrist, he'll be in there for 15, probably a lot less, because he's already served. Some people were going, wait, is this going to include time served since 2009? He's been in prison all this time? Well, not exactly. He's going to have to serve some additional time. And the judge who said, I have to process this plea deal. I, I am I'm not ready to agree to this plea deal because I've never seen anything like this where someone murders three people on in different occasions and give we give them 15 years and they'll probably serve three. No, I, I got to think about this. But they think, they think the judge is going to agree to this deal. So, I don't know. I Personally, I thought, that just sounds insane. Uh, the judge, by the way, said that he wants to be convinced more because he said, I have, I'm fully aware of Delonzo. I haven't seen any remorse for anything he's done. Yep. So I don't know where you're seeing all this remorse. Uh, the victim's families, by the way, you'd think they'd be happy because they like freedom too. And, you know, who wants to see somebody put away? No, the victim's family said, no, we don't like this at all. We don't like oh, this surprised. at all because, uh, well, there's two families who said, wait, you're pretending that he didn't murder my family member. Right. And the third family said, I don't think that's enough for murdering any of these people if he only murdered one of them. And they said that Pam Price will not listen to us. In other words, she's like she, talking to a wall. She's taking the murderer's side. Yes. She seems to represent the murderer in this case. So um, the uh, victim families, by the way, once one pointed out, and this is a fact, that, uh, that Delonzo, 
is believed to be involved in five murders in the 45 days. There's two unsolved that they think he may very well be involved in. He's a known gang member. He also shot, he was involved in two non-fatal shootings. Two other witnesses he shot. So it's like five plus two, potentially, that we know of. Not to mention the fact that he's perverting the criminal justice system by murdering witnesses. That's even worse. So... Uh, I don't know if the ju- if the judge is going to agree to this or not, but this to me, when I think of all the damage that you see these students who are so upset, they don't want to go back to school after six days. They still feel like uh, they're not comfortable going back to school. And, you know, whether that's the right amount of time or not, I, like I said, I don't know. It seems like it's about right to me, but uh, we all know. I don't think anybody needs to say a word for us to know how upsetting it is when three people are killed for crying out loud. And here's somebody saying, now let's forget about two of them and just, can you imagine if this guy at Michigan State got 15 years? Right. Can you imagine that? And then got out after a couple of years? Yeah, three or five years. Because an attorney thought, well, I think he's remorseful. We would lose our shit. So how is it that someone thinks they can, I don't know, I don't understand what's going on because it sounds like there's so many DAs who are of the mind that, yeah, we just can't keep incarcerating people and throwing them away, not for these crazy amount of time. Let's cut these people some slack. Well, there's different levels, too, right? Uh, drug charges, maybe I agree. Marijuana. I do agree with know. drug charges, provided they're not committing violent crimes. Yeah, nonviolent right. crimes, totally. No, this is really fucked up. and I don't I, think I know, that's hope... going to take, though. Even if that happens, I, I don't see that being a trend. I just, I can't believe it. Well... There's so many communities now that are complaining about this, and a lot of police are complaining about it, too, that we just arrested this guy. How is he out? They just can't even believe the kind of bail that some people are getting. But anyway, maybe the judge will reconsider it or he won't consider it. That's what I would hope for. But before I quit, uh, give us five stars on iTunes. I see we've got 5,800 reviews, and most of them are five stars. We should probably read all the one-star reviews one day. There aren't that many, but they're pretty good. Anyway, yeah, we'd love to have 6,000 because the more the merrier, the more credibility it gives us, whether we're looking for guests or advertising. It's always nice to have more, 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 more reviews. So if you can give us five stars on iTunes or Spotify or any of the uh, platforms that accept reviews, and a lot of them do, um, even some of the lesser ones have reviews, and it's always nice to see that number grow, grow, grow. And we can uh, send you to our uh, Amazon portal where you can buy Amazon anything through Amazon and they kick us back 8% or 8.5 cents on the dollar something like it. it's a pretty good deal and you can donate to help the show too and it does help the show at uh, there's a donate bar on the website if you don't want to donate on a one time basis or a monthly basis some people $5 somebody even gave us $40 a month I think at one point how about that how about that and Hall Financial is our presenting sponsor. February is a great time to buy a home. It beats all that craziness in the spring. And Hall Financial has their exclusive Buy Smart program. You can get up to $2,500 toward your down payment. You don't have to pay it back if you qualify. So get pre-approved the same day with the most credible pre-approval in the industry. Hall Financial's five-star certified pre-approval. Call 866-CALL-HALL or chat with them online at Call Hall First. Thanks, Jim. Thanks for having me. And Don, we'll see you tomorrow with Trudy. And uh, Carl, I think, is on with us this week on Tuesday. So we'll see you. Catch me outside. How about that?
How about that? How about that? How about that?